guys. Brand new podcast. That was a horrible way to start. Brand new podcast. We're doing two a week. Uh, we're going to try to keep doing two a week for the duration of this podcast. It's been easier to get guests, and we're backlogged, and we think no better time than the present. Normally, we do a something's burning uncut, but so we'll, th- we'll slide those in, and we'll slide these extra ones in. Of I just started telling everyone, yo, man, if you're in town, hit me up. Let's podcast. I actually have two podcasts with this first with this guest today, Sam Morell. And so we may cover stuff that we talked about in the previous one that you will not have not heard yet. Will we be posting that one too? I hope you love this guy. He's one of the best joke writers in the game. By the way, did I mention the Body Shots World Tour? Have you heard of this thing? It's going viral. Body Shots World Tour is happening right now. I was just in Kansas City. I am in Des Moines right now. And in Omaha, we've added a second show. Tulsa next week, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, Houston, North Charlotte, South Carolina, North Charleston, South Carolina, Jacksonville, Fort Myers, Syracuse, Buffalo. We have two shows in Buffalo. Is that the Shea? Where is that? No, no. Buffalo, we have two shows. Pittsburgh, we have two shows. Virginia Beach, we have two shows. Baltimore, two shows. Montclair, New Jersey, two shows. Huntington, New York, two shows. Cincinnati, two shows. Columbus, two shows. Chicago, two shows. Cleveland, five? What? Anyway, I like fucking... Hey, this is... I I thought to myself, I like when Rogan has three podcasts a week. What the fuck? Why not add to it? So I hope you guys enjoy this. I hope you enjoy this free content. There is no sponsor today. Uh, this is just for you guys. Enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, stand-up comedian. Oh, I probably should tell you a little bit who he is in case you'd never heard of him. Right? Sam Morell is a great comedian. I first worked with him in, um, in Hartford, Connecticut. We worked together. I think it was Hartford. And I absolutely loved him. He's a big basketball fan. He is a fantastic joke writer. One of the best. If not, I mean, one of the best. In New York, he is a New York comic, good friends with Ari. Uh, and he's Jewish. I'm sure we'll talk about him being Jewish, right? I'm almost certainly talking about him being Jewish. <laughs> but regardless, he's just a comedian. We, I think we spent a little time talking about the Shane Gillis stuff um, and and about you know the state of woke comedy versus call-out culture which is versus cancel culture. But um, I absolutely love this guy. You will, too, follow him on uh on instagram and he posts a joke a day they're all topical jokes and they're all really fantastic like i said one of the best joke writers in the business um he he's not on the body he's not on the body shots world tour but come find me go to birdbirdbird.com hey ladies and gentlemen today's birdcast sam morell This dog will be fine. Um, wait, how long have you not been drinking? It's a, it's not a month yet, but it's been like three weeks, and my longest is like ten days, probably. Yeah, my my well, my longest is a month. <laughs> yeah, so October. October. I do it. I kind of look forward to it. Like I'm looking forward to this year. So you so you're gonna do it every year now? Yeah, I do, we'll do it every year until I mean, we almost got the plug pulled this year because uh, I think I think we got a little intense last year. Really? Yeah with what do you do we just got really competitive and got really like and it just became like not totally fun and (laughs) all of us why how is it why was it competitive uh because mostly because joe is joe is pretty fucking joe's pretty intense but 
I was taunting Joe the entire time. Yeah. And uh and Tom and 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 you really we we all wanted to win. And so it it just wasn't fun. This fucking dog's going to drive me nuts. Will you just put her outside, Halston? Yeah. And uh you are you're trying to get down? I think, and just tell Annie to put her back in the crate. Leanne will be home soon. Um, but yeah, you, we got really intense about it. And then this year we were like, the first year we did it, it was just about, it was really just about me not drinking. I mean, that, you know, we initially came up with the name Sober October. Right. I think I think Ari and Tom and Joe maybe forgot about the initial name. It was, it was all based on me drinking too much. And then we said, and then Joe said, well, if we, Fuck just not drinking and doing drugs. We're, we need to get healthy. So let's do 15 hot yogas. That was the initial, and it was so much fucking fun. Do you like Dude, doing yoga? I get so bored. I don't, I don't love yoga. I enjoy it after. I don't yeah, love yeah, yoga. Same. It's like um, meditating. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know why I said meditating, but uh, no, it's like I meditate and I feel great after, but during, I'm like, I'm so fucking bored. I don't have that brain. Yeah. I, I, I signed up first sober October. I signed up for TM classes and, uh, and I fucking missed them. I, t I took, I signed up on the wrong day. I showed up on the wrong day. Yeah. And I missed all the fucking classes. But, um, and so then last year was super competitive. And because we were all wearing heart rate monitors and it was just, it was not fun. It was like you'd, I remember getting done at the Omaha Funny Bone and running back to the, jogging back to the hotel and staying on the treadmill until one in the morning. Damn. And just to keep my heart rate up. And Joe was fucking broke his sprinkler system and his and his fucking his fire alarm and his workout thing. Tom got pneumonia. I mean, it was just like, and so this year I don't. I, we haven't really talked about it's it. Like Ari. Saving Private Ryan. This it, is dude. Even... It was. I mean, I know it sounds silly because it's Joe's competing against me, Tom, and Ari. You know, but like, but for real. I mean, he, he eclipsed us. But this year we were all texting. We're like, we want it to be fun again because part of the thing was that it was fun to not drink and it was like it was really fun going to hot yoga classes with tom like i went to every hot yoga class with tom or ari or joe yeah and it was it was like a really cool bonding like you get done and we just gossip instagram stories had just come out then yeah and so we were all like fucking hate watching certain instagram stories <laughs> and uh. then it was awesome so we're trying to go back to that but yeah 30 days is my longest this last month i was really good you seem like you like you drink hard, but you don't seem like you're the type of person that I'm like, he's an alcoholic. You know, it's so funny. I was in hot spin this morning. Maybe I'm wrong, though. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know that well. I don't know. Dr. Drew said I'm not an alcoholic. I can stop at any time. I don't need to drink. Having said that, there are times where I go, why, why am I not drinking? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's definitely what an alcoholic would say, though. Like, like I could be drinking right like now. Like, I'm in a fucking baseball game. Right, I I I don't. It's understand. hard not to have beer at a baseball game. It feels un-American almost. Like yeah. hot dog and beer, because even when they now they have like sushi and shit. But you're like, no, <laughs> hot dog and beer is like baseball. That is baseball. Yeah, yeah. I I write better hungover. That's I kind of feel the same way, dude. I I've been too happy the last month. It's fucking up my writing. Too, I'm, I, yeah. when, whenever I feel this happy, I'm like, where are the jokes? Where's the material? You know, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I really like. I've been enjoying myself. I met a girl that I kind of like, and now I'm like, what am I doing? This I was I was such a better comic when I was just miserable in a hotel room in like Sacramento. There's you know? something really fun about being hungover. Like we were on we were hungover on the tour bus Sunday mor Sunday morning, I think, and we got into Arizona, and like everyone's kind of milling about waking up, and Leanne Leanne was on the bus and she had to take a shit, 
And I came out real hungover. Can you not? You cannot poop on the you tour can't bus. Can't shit on right? the tour bus at all. Yeah. And so that's the flaw in the design, isn't we, it? Tom gets the ones you can shit on because he's like a beast and he just shits. He can't stop shitting. So he gets ones where it's called a grinder. So you can shit on the tour bus. And he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm shitting. I, I'm, I'm not going to shit. I'm gonna, I'm, I have to shit every three hours. And it does. So, it does seem insane to hold. I mean. I was out with Aziz on the tour bus and he, the meals on those tours are the dumb, it's like insane where he's yeah. like, he's into food, but then he's like one of those people that is into food and has self-control and not, no one else, none of us else oh are. God. I'm like, if you're going to order six main courses, I'm going to eat all of it. Oh yeah. And then of course, then I'm on a tour bus and I wake up and have a coffee. I'm like, oh fuck, this is, it's a situation. Oh yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. But we were on the tour bus and this is like, I love being like this hungover where I was, I got high the night before and I was still a little high. And I, we're, I don't know what we were watching, but it was someone aggressively saying the N-word. Like, but it was a black guy, right? <laughs> and I said, to, I said to Jesus, I really wish I could say the N-word. Like, I would love, because I grew up on so much hip-hop, yeah. and I watched Chappelle's special, and I realized how effective that word is yeah. in Chappelle's special. It's like a fuck times two. It's like, a, it's like the best. Yeah. And I said, I really wish that they would just green light it for everyone, because I would... And then and then we and then you start riffing a bit because you're hungover. It would change your act so much, though. <laughs> oh, I would no, but like, but if I said, if what if there was a tax you could pay as a white guy to get N word privileges? How much would you pay a month? And, wow. and, and this is what Jesus said. How much would you pay a month? I go ten grand. I pay ten grand a month. Really? Oh, if I could use it, add, dude, I would overuse it like I overuse it to the point where I stopped using. That's it. That's white privilege right there, dude. I like using it. ten grand for the N word. <laughs> Oh, and then, but Jesus said, well, like, it's fun because you're hungover and you're riffing. Yeah. It's no, there's no better feeling. He was like, well, he goes, you'd have to pass a test first to make sure you're not racist. Oh, that's to interesting. To see if you can pay the 10 grand. I forget what we, I forget what the bit was, but I love being hungover and kind of riffing bits. I told you. know what dog, the good news is though? What? If you don't pass it and you're racist, you still have that kind of disposable income. Yeah. So you still have a really good life. Yeah. <laughs> But it sucks that you're racist. It's uh, it's crazy. I was talking. We were talking about the um, Shane Gillis thing. Yeah. And I was saying, I was saying to someone, I don't know who, and I was like, Yeah, I'm, I know him. I've met him a few times. Yeah. I, I think I worked with him in Philly. He's yeah. a really sweet guy. Yeah. And then someone, someone said, Yeah, but how, how would you know if he's racist? And I was like, Yeah, I guess I'm white. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really pick up on anything. Right. Like. But I, but I, he's not, I don't, I never saw him to be racist at all. Well, last time I met him, we were both wearing hoods, so it was hard to tell. But, uh, no, but it's uh, amazing. All, Norm came out and supported him today. Yeah, I saw that. Rob Schneider, who's Asian, came out supporting <laughs> Is he? Him. Yeah, he definitely is. He's as Asian as Joe Coy. American gigolo? I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, uh, he, uh, Rob Schneider, uh, yeah, no, I talked to I talked to Ronnie Chang for a while. He's a friend of mine. Yeah, you know, from I the like Daily Ronnie Show. Chang a lot. He's really funny. Yeah, we he's talked. Really, to, he was great in America in uh, Crazy Rich Asians. I didn't see. It. I heard he was great. He's a funny comic. And, and he, no, we talked about it a little. I I feel like I have like friends who are like on both sides of it, which is kind of the way I want it. You yeah. know, you don't want to have once you have friends who are only on one side of it, you're you're <laughs> you're in, you're in trouble. But uh, once you have friends only on one side, it's <laughs> so true. It's a problem. But no, Shane, you know, I met him like two years ago. Uh, we worked together. He was featuring for me at Helium a yeah, couple years he ago. He worked for me at Helium. And he's he was like kind of the guy in Philly, I felt. Like he was like the guy who, so like he reminded me of me where I was like at that point 
you know, where I was like a little annoyed to be featuring. Like he was an overqualified feature. He was a really strong comic. And uh and I could sense there was some of that anger there. And I kind of yeah. like that. I kind of like it means a comic is hungry. So I yeah. kind of liked him for that. And then um he killed on the shows and they, we had a fun weekend together, but I didn't know him super well. But you know, when you see a guy that you know is working that hard and is struggling, you you're happy they get a break and then so like I talked to someone last night who just said, yeah, it doesn't make you feel, none of the story makes you feel good. Yeah, none of it. Because he's, he paid his, this life is filled with such loneliness and, and isolation and, and you know, it's such an uphill battle that when you finally get that one good moment and it's taken away that quickly, it fucking sucks. Uh, man, that is, that is top of the mountain to bottom of the valley. Yeah. You can't, that's your highest moment in your career. I and think it's just that's taken. what, that's what. I think that is the that uh, he may be the biggest moosehead on the wall for cancel culture. He took Brooks Whelan's spot on that uh, SNL short-lived. Uh, did you know? Did you know the um? No, what's her, what's her name? Got fired first day saying fuck. Who the beautiful Jenny girl. Slate? Jenny Slate, right. so fucking That's right. hot. That's true. And she, and I was like, she was on SNL, and they're like, she was the guy, the girl that got fired saying fuck, and I went. But things worked out. I mean, things worked out yeah. great for her. you know. Sure. She's in movies yeah. and stuff. And I don't think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be more of an uphill for him. Well, because you know what sucks for him is that like a lot of the people that are really on his side now, you got to be careful because like the people that are like too supportive of it. I think like most people who are just like, oh, this sucks. You lost a gig. But then there's some people that are like, no, fuck that. Like you got to be careful of the way too <laughs> hardcore people, you know? Because then you're going down. Then you start playing to those like. Like you get a, you get a certain people retweet your post. You're like, fuck, should I have not said that? You know what I mean? <laughs> Someone, Nick Thune called me one time. He goes, dude, delete your tweet. I went, what? why? <laughs> he goes, this guy just retweeted it. It was a guy that Nick hates. He goes, don't, you got to delete that tweet. If he retweets anything you, you're thinking, you don't want to be on the same thought line as that guy. That's so true though. Cause there's it, a lot of guys like that where you're like, like even like I'm friends with, uh, I'm friends with, uh, uh, Chad Zumach. Yeah, I like Chad. I like Chad a lot, but when that whole I don't like thing what up, he was doing about Patton's wife. That's exactly. I'm like, yo, bro, I, I can't. The guy's can't, wife died. Why are you trolling him? I can't co-sign on that shit. Because yeah. Patton's a sweet guy, and he yeah. lost his wife, and his daughter lost his mom, and he has to deal. Dude, I can't imagine. And his wife's book was fucking brilliant. It was like, I didn't read it. Dude, it's really? insane. For it's real? like one of the best written things. It's like a true crime masterpiece. It's incredible. And the, And so like in that moment, you go... You're right. You go. I can't. I, I can. I can. It's hard to compartmentalize these days. Of go. I can still be your friend. But I can't. You, I can't be a part of. Because you know, if my wife died, yeah, you I'd can't be do fucking. I'd be just. They would. They'd light me up. They'd light me up. There would be a million jokes, especially if it was like she died because of an overdose. Yeah. They. I mean, I just can't imagine. I can't. I. That's can't that's imagine. Shane Gillis's next move. He's got to have like a dead wife, and then people are like. He's had it really hard. Maybe maybe we get SNL gives he him needs, another shot. He needs a tragedy. <laughs> no, he needs an Asian. He needs a hot Asian girlfriend. What's so funny is like my I have a handful of our best friends are Asian, but I have a handful of friends that are Asian, just living in LA. Yeah, and they were like, uh huh. They were not offended at all. They were like, whatever. They're like, you have no idea. That's a, he said it on a podcast. Well, my one friend said, imagine being it, it being yelled at you on a bus when you're yeah. ten years old by grownups, and I was like. I was like, yeah. She goes, yeah. It brings back like bad feelings, but like, she goes, I don't think you should be fired. 
Yeah, Andrew Yang posted that, right? That was, I thought, cool when Andrew Yang posted where he said, you know, this is like, instead of being punitive, this could be a, a moment where we kind of come together. That was kind of, I'm paraphrasing, but like, that's, I think that's kind of cool. Like, when I work with Shane, he didn't say anything like that made me feel like, like, I've definitely worked with people. Like, I thought it was weird that he closed on me so horny, but like, other than that, you know, he was, he was great, you know? Yeah. Uh, I was trying to say that today. That was a joke, but I feel like you have to explain jokes now. So now I don't, <laughs> he didn't do that. I said, someone's going to pull that out of a podcast and be like, see, he did do that. <laughs> I, I texted someone. He should, his apology should have just been me. So sorry. <laughs> but the, here's the thing that I was obsessed with this weekend yeah. is like what people don't understand is sometimes in comedy, the joke is the most offensive thing you can say. Like right. the, it, cause I, the way, at least the way I do comedy, not the way I do comedy, I guess it's changed a little bit, but the comedy I enjoy is the comedy that surprises me. Like a yeah, tell, like sure. a tell always. always leaves me. I'm always, I quote a tell every day. I feel like, and that's, that's the problem with some, some comics are way too clever and you're already two steps ahead of them. Yeah. You're like, you're like, they're so clever. This was, I mean, I remember Bobby Kelly and I sitting in the back at the improv one time watching a bunch of like, at the time it was like the alt scene and their jokes were so clever, like such a twist on puns that you were like, I, I'm guessing it already. Yeah. I need the guy that comes from, comes from out of nowhere. Yeah. Like enough whimsy. Hits I'm you on the ball, smacks you on the dick, you know? Yeah. yeah. You want a gut punch. You want, I want a gut punch. You don't want, you don't want to respond to a joke like this. Huh? Yeah, you want to yeah. fucking laugh. That that's the other. Yeah, I I, I don't know, man. I I I've, I guess I just felt for him because he he to me was kind of coming about it the right way on stage at least, and that's all I really paid attention to. Yeah. But like, I, I saw someone post something yesterday today about uh, yesterday about it where it's like, you know, if you're if you're not one of those people that's like you're podcasting. I think it was this comic Sean P. McCarthy wrote this where he said if you're like podcast. Wait, you, comics comic? No, it's a different guy. Sean P. S s mccarthy yeah. is the comics comic but this guy was like saying basically you're 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 basically working for free you're doing like hours of podcasts to just kind of develop this fan base and if you're then lucky enough to get tapped you have this inventory that they just to, going through something with the intention of being offended to me is like a little crazy and that's what they do like they're it, and it's some people think it's snl creating this buzz but i think it's like just for some reason snl is just like still this high up highly regarded position where it's like dude you're not fucking running for office you're a comic yeah, yeah. it's not even i mean it shows okay but it's yeah. not like it's it's very seldomly does it make me laugh I, I gotta be honest i watched one recently and i was like maybe it was a bad episode but it kind of was like i was like this is pretty painful Joseph and che are fun Che like, is such a great stand-up yeah you know? those two together I, they'll, i'll laugh and like yeah you know but that's Pete, jokes that's same probably with why Pete, you like, like when they do we can update but the characters i've never really I don't really i'm not but I'm, i don't know it's just just me i'll watch eddie murphy when he's on it yeah i'll watch i, I mean everyone what are, what are they gonna do how, how are they gonna put eddie murphy on <laughs> like it's, just, it's, it's it's gotten so complicated with cancel culture where you're like you gotta cancel that motherfucker like what, what about like if every episode when when eddie murphy comes on every sketch it's just him and shane gillis they just bring in shane for that just to piss <laughs> off eddie murphy said such fucked up shit in his stand-up dude <laughs> Oh that's God. why it's like they're so selective with what they choose so what he did dr doolittle you're not mad like he said fucked up shit too yeah. people have said that's why it's like you could look back and be like this guy's a horrible person you could be like oh that was a different time the, the problem with i heard a lot of people saying with shane it was like a year ago i think that hurt him with, well, that it was know. just it was like the, it was like a couple weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that was yesterday <laughs> yeah um the uh i think what they should have done is they should have um 
put up a vote online yeah. on the first episode and give him a punishment on screen for the very opening yes. monologue where they go, well, the audience has voted and then we're going to give you a 10 inch scar from your above <laughs> your ear down your face into your <laughs> lip. So it's going to look like the Joker, but that's your punishment. Do you take it? And he goes, I do. And they go, all right, Shane now is okay. And we have agreed. He's, I, I, I feel like that's the only thing that we're going to be cool with is like penance. Like you, yeah. where, where people go, all right, Roseanne, we have branded uh, swastika onto your back. <laughs> now you can have your show back. And she's yeah. like, okay. And then we get to publicly watch her get branded. You know what I was thinking about too for Shane, just like as a New Yorker who loves Chinese food, I, I would feel for him just going into it. Like, are they going to spit in your food every time now? He can never get Chinese food ever again. Yeah, you can, you say Gillis on the phone. They're like, hmm. Uh, and you know, like, by the way, there's a joke right there that I'm like, oh my God, touch that. But I mean, that sucks. Yeah, it's just, he's a dude I saw putting in work. So I just, I just know how tough this is. And, um, yeah. and, and like, I, I, see, I get why the people that are mad are mad, but I also just like, it's interesting because, you know, the Chappelle special came out and people were like, oh, I'm so sick of the triggered stuff. I heard them, you know, you know, obviously I, I thought the Chappelle special was really funny, but I heard some people say that and I heard some people were pissed and uh, they're like, well, no one's losing jobs over it. And I was like, well, they just did. Yeah. No one's losing jobs. No. It, yeah. So funny. When I got hired on Travel Channel, they uh, vetted everything I had done and they were like, and I had a meeting and they were like, okay. And they had a list. I mean, they what? It Do you remember came, anything they said? Oh, 100%. I pulled a bunch of shit offline. And then the second I got fired from Travel Channel, I just put it back all up online. Like, I, like, uh, I had a joke about, um, it's kind of hacky now. It's just hacky, in all honesty. But, um, but they were worried that it was racist. It was, uh, I, uh, I drove, I, my fucking GPS took me on the taping of Comfortably Dumb. It, I took me back roads and it took me through, uh south central i forgot i forget the joke now and my and my gps was like uh take a left on crenshaw boulevard roll up your windows quick go 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 run the lights run the lights yeah and so they were like you got to take that town i had a joke i had a, a video i shot wow that's like pretty harmless though that's... i know they, they were i mean across the board they were super they were like we don't they were like uh, you've on Joe Rogan's podcast. There's video of you smoking marijuana. Can you please get him to take that down? Wow. And I was like, I was like, well, no, I, I can't. Jeff, Joe's definitely going to take it down. They're like, well, you can't do Joe's podcast anymore. I was like, oh, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, I'm doing Joe's podcast, and they're like, well, then please don't smoke marijuana on Joe's podcast. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? So they asked Joe, Joe. This used to it didn't bother Joe. He understood it, but it bothered. I think it bothered him integrally, and I think everyone knew. But when he lit a joint. It was just common knowledge that the camera never hit me. And and so it never hit me. You never saw me reaching for it. And when I got fired from Travel Channel and I did his podcast for the first time, he's like, oh, guess who gets to smoke marijuana now? And I was like, yeah. But it was like, there was a lot of stuff. Like my book, I wrote a book. And they read it and they were like, no. Wow. They were at first. And then this Ross Babbitt was the... Uh, was the, but at a certain point, you're just kind of like, well, all this other stuff is going to help my career more than you guys will, right? I mean, yeah. And I was like, I was like, you guys know I was the number one party animal in the country. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I got my fame by shitting on a pizza box. <laughs> you know what's so funny, Sam? They did, they did a promo one year where they they when the second season of Birth Conquer, where they put my face on pizza boxes, 
and birth conqueror Sunday nights for families. Order a pizza, and they teamed up with like Papa John's or some pizza company, and they had a million boxes with my face on it. And the first thing when those boxes got sent online, everyone's like, you know, he shit on a pizza box to win an election in college. That's how he got famous. And Travel Channel was like, what the fuck? And I was like, you should have run it by me. I, I would have told you not to do a pizza box. That's amazing. Yeah. So, but it's, yeah, but I, I went, was fairly heavily vetted. Have you heard Mackey's 9 11 pizza box joke, Joe Mackey's joke? No. Where he said, it, it said, never forget on the pizza box for 9 11. And then, um, and they forgot his breadsticks. <laughs> Dude, I want to see Joe Mackey. I've never seen him do stand up. Oh, he's like the best joke writer. For real? He, I think he's like the best. Yeah. All I you mean, guys are. He infuriates me as a human because I've known him for too long, but he's like, he is like such, he's, Whenever, like, we both write a lot of topical shit, and his take is ninety nine point five percent better than mine. He's he's great. What was what? Uh, do you is that your mo now? Is just burn through topical shit, put it online, get it up immediately. Sometimes I'm also burnt out from the topical shit because I was writing so much of it, so now I'm just like kind of sick of it, and I'm back to like writing just jokes. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, he. Uh, yeah, Joe is fucking great at that. He's that. That's like his thing. But yeah, when when you just need to burn through stuff because I don't know where my next specials i'm just gonna tape a special in december if no one buys it by then because i just i need a deadline but yep. but uh yeah i think you just gotta burn through jokes now it's crazy it's i like don't think new... there's anything wrong with taping a special putting it off to the side working on a new hour getting a new hour ready seeing where you are and then having two years worth of material like yeah i'm in a place now where my last special i did i had way more than an hour's worth of material and so i got i kind of got to pick and choose and then i went through and i i, I mean I, I it was such a great place to be where i was like oh i need something i'll just put this in i'll just need this i got an old thing from here i'll put that in yeah yeah i guess i'm just burning through a lot right now so i, I feel like I've, I've like basically an hour i'm happy with now but i i also just have burned so much material online and and uh I just kind of don't really want to do Trump jokes in the hour. I'm just sick of yeah. Trump jokes. And I would put them. It's so weird how people are like, it's the same people that are like, like, oh, you can't take a joke. And I make a pretty down the middle Trump joke. And they're like, you fucking hack. And I'm just like, it's, this is not a political joke. I'm not, I never was like the, like, I'm pretty liberal, but I never was like the pandering liberal on stage. I never wanted to be that. Ever. I don't think, I, I think that by nature, I'm just contrarian. Like, I, I think most comics are. Yeah, I think most comics by nature are just contrarian. I have a bit in my new hour where I say I'm going to say offensive stuff, and they all cheer. And then I say something offensive that clearly they're not on board with, and they groan, and I go, oh, remember when you guys didn't get offended? I have remember new, when we said that? I have a new contrarian take. Where I think uh, Shane Gillis deserves a purple heart. That's my new take. <laughs> and um, no, I have... Um, dude. But, you know, that that's what Burr does. Burr takes the most ridiculous and rock. That's what rock used to always do. Yeah, like, but yeah, Burr is like the master of that. You know, he is. It's fun watching his brain work. I know him well enough now. We've done enough stuff where, like, you see that it just does not shut down. Yeah, I mean, like, obsessive compulsively, <laughs> like almost to the point where I can't imagine being his wife and being like, "Yo, like in spin class today, I was writing this bit," and. I'm doing the fucking voices. Like, I, I can't help it. Sugar does it too. I don't know if you, do you do it when you're working a bit? You're like, fucking hell. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah I talk and, it out. Yeah, I talk it out. And I'm doing it. My sister's next to me. She goes, fucking enough. 
Stop doing a bit. I do it too. I, I do, do it too. I also was with a girl yesterday. We were at the murder, the museum of death. And I was just like, like I'm creepier than the fucking museum. Cause yeah. I'm just taking, I'm just taking like voice memos. Oh. Cause she was saying how scary it was. My whole angle on that was like, well, this is like the best. I didn't realize how good a date spot this was. Cause you're like, you never know what could happen. Like, look at all these dead bodies, you know, <laughs> you, could, you could get killed tomorrow. Yeah. You know, Carpe diem. Carpe diem, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, wait, what's the death museum like? It's cool. It's like uh, I, I think I saw that it's on Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, someone told me to go. Someone told me to go. But then, like, yeah, everyone's obsessed with true. I'm a kind of obsessed with true crime now. So uh, really, I just, I mean, if there's a new murder doc, I'm gonna like the Jinx or like uh, the Staircase. I loved. I love the. I've not, not watched any of these. Oh, you you will be so happy to watch the Jinx. It's it's what's the Jinx? It's about uh, Robert Durst, who. Uh, very wealthy uh, Manhattan family and they owned a lot of real estate and he was accused of just, it's kind of a tragic story. Watch his mother died. And then uh, he basically is accused of these murders and it's the way it unravels is like, it's, you know, it's weird. It's Andrew Jarecki directed it and he directed a tell on Jeff Ross's special. Oh, for real? It, this, Andrew Jarecki is amazing. I mean, it, this, this, you will love the jinx. You'll be so happy you watch. And the really? staircase is like 13 episodes, but it's, it's fucking incredible. Um, I love finding new stuff to get into. Oh, I'm so I'm, excited to hear what you I have think no, about. I have no, it's that, I feel like I'm a victim of, of, uh, oh, what's the right word for this? You know how when you, um, you Google uh, Nike SB low dunks and then you're on Facebook and they come up to the right and then all, all that comes into your feed is shit you've Googled. Yeah. And then you're like, why is there so much shit about Cardi B? And you're like, I don't, I'm not interested in, Cardi B, but, but but based on my fucking very simple-minded Google searches, they're like, oh, you must like Cardi B. You have like top 40 taste, yeah. you're uh, Yeah, because I'm into Taylor Swift, so they're like, okay, then you're. I'm sure you're also into Cardi B. So like, same with Netflix. <laughs> like, you like comedy and 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 wildlife videos. Dude, I'm going to send you some true crime racks that you're going to love them. They're fucking great. Sweet. I just watched one. There's one called I Love You Now Die. And it's about this 18-year-old girl that convinces her boyfriend to commit suicide, and he does it. It's only two episodes. It's pretty fucking incredible. But they have all their texts saved. So the texts just keep popping up throughout the thing. And it made me realize how fucking annoying a texter I am. You're like, holy shit, because she's needy as hell. Yeah. Like, she'll be like, why aren't you answering me? Why aren't you doing this? And I'm like, oh I don't do that shit. But I'm also yeah. like, wow, when you see what you write in text, you're like, holy, this is different. I do not send as much text now because I was that guy really uh, I, well, I didn't understand texting so i was just like i would, I would what just, do you mean like i mean when i first texting first started i just thought i don't know i thought it was more like uh like the poke was like like it was like it was okay to just like n just needle someone nonstop. <laughs> really oh yeah and i had to learn there's certain people i actually won't text because i don't want to look needy but don't you feel i feel a little smothered when someone just calls me out of the blue uh i'd rather i'd 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 rather phone calls. Really? Yeah, I, I would like a surprise. Yeah, because I think that's the way my brain works as a comic because I like writing on stage. So I like writing on stage with a phone call. Working a text out is like, takes me forever. Like, I'm like, uh, I, that's why I'm so jealous of people who can talk in emojis or memes oof, or GIFs. Why? I'd love to be able to do that. I, they're, um, but they're less creative. You're using words. They're using fucking, I hate GIFs. Oh, Gifts, unless unless it's like the right time for a gift. Tom Segura is so good at like like you'll say something and then it'll be like uh 
and then Tom will reply, Kermit sipping tea or whatever. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what a good gift. Yeah, he's but Tom's done. a good writer. I mean, that's a, you know what I mean. When yeah. you're ready, when you're ready, can when you already have that skill and you know it. But like a lot of people just use it as a crutch. I think. You know? I, I, I would love to just get out of. I would like them to break the internet entirely. I know, like I'm if, so sick of it. If, aren't you sick? Every time I look at Twitter, I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? I don't like it. Dude, and it's only designed and like like I people said, people are fucking stupid. I posted a joke yesterday about um, I just went at SNL and I said like you know Colin saw, Kaepernick's still looking for a job. I read it. I got so many comments of like, cause he fucking sucks. That's why. And I was like, do you like I have to explain a joke to you fuckers? Yeah. Like that's how that's how angry and it's funny you use the word trigger because it's both sides. I'm so sick of that word, but like people can't just be like he was making a joke. Even if you disagree with a joke, look at the intent of a joke instead of being like, Colin Kaepernick fucking sucks. He doesn't suck. He was a good he football player, obviously. Suck at all. I think he'd be a cool friend, too. Yeah, I bet he'd be I, a good guy. I bet guy. he could be a really fun guy to hang with. Yeah. You know, he may, I bet he'd annoy you. Like, he'd, like there'd be times where you make a joke. He'd be like, hey, man. And you're like, hey, Colin, take a knee on this one. <laughs> don't you think all yeah he didn't know you also where you're like dude i can't how many facebook statuses do i need to post about your thing like i i got i care too but you're you're more uh, active than i am i get it bro i get it i get it you have friends hey man, who are like more hey man can you put fucking please cornrow your hair we're at the fucking movies this is rude i understand it's your culture but the guy behind you can't see anything he's got to sit backseat every time 100 percent Fucking, can you imagine? I'd get car sick if he sat in the front seat of a car and I sat behind him. Because I, if I can't see in front of me, I get car sick. Is that racist? <laughs> it might be. It might be. That's a, that should be a good new segment on your podcast. Is that racist? Is that racist? <laughs> Is I wanted to do. Uh, I wanted to. I'm. Maybe I should do it now. Maybe it's hot now. I wanted to get a website called BrandNewStereotypes.com. Is that what I wanted to call it? Yeah, Brand I think we. I think we talked about yeah. this once. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I. Now it would be really interesting. Fuck. What's so fascinating is that so many Asian people were uh, were appalled by Shane Gillis's use of of a, a use of racism, but the basis of Crazy Rich Asians, the whole premise of the movie is that Asians are racist. Like the whole premise of the movie, I is think that, they'd probably defend that by saying it's different when you're like racist within. I get it's funny. I posted it's classist. A, I think I wrote. I wrote it. That's true. I, I, I think wrote, it's classist. I posted as a as joke recently racist. about being a Jew and like the most anti-Semitic moment I ever had, and it was like turned out to not be an anti. Like the turn was that it was like that someone denied me a seltzer somewhere, you know, <laughs> and that was like the turn. And people were like, "This is actually." A, so I got a message from a few people being like, "I really like your comedy, but this is a kind of a problematic." Which if I never wait, hear wait, the word. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? What? 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 How, what? Because they thought, okay, so I, I had one bit where I'd say, like, yeah, I kind of describe that, you know, I didn't have that bad. I kind of, I do a lot of jokes about being a Jew, but I'm not a religious Jew. It's just like culturally how I am. And uh, and someone was like, you know, this is a problem because there really is a rise in hate crimes and anti-Semitism. And I was like, that's cool. But that's also like, that you're giving me a lot to cover in a fucking 40 second joke. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I'm also like a comedian and, uh, you know, sometimes you're just being funny. It's so weird how people... I usually said that to him. I, I usually reply and I say, you know, this is why I think you're wrong, but I, it, I'm happy to hear where you're coming from because I think when you just dismiss people, that's an issue too. Dude, I have said, I've said things on this podcast uh, that were way off base and sometimes horrific. And one of the coolest things is when people that listen to the podcast direct message me and go, hey man, big fan. I just want to tell you why what you said in this episode is so fucked up. And I remember this guy texted me and told me, and I was, and my initial reaction was, 
I was, I'm, it's a bit I'm working on. Like it's not figured out. And then I was, and then, and then I read his thing and I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that was. And then I replied, I was like, hey, thanks for like, no, looking out for you yeah, in, he, in their yeah. mind at yeah. least. He, I go, thanks for not lighting me up socially and just direct messaging me as like a, as like a friend. By the way, why I, did that stop? That used to be a thing. You'd pull someone aside and be like, hey, do you, you know, now it's just like, this guy did this one time. What fucking, when did that happen? I think it became, they, they're like congratulating themselves. Like I see people posting shit about Shane Gillis and I'm like, well, I know you cheat on your wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, are you a fucking good person? <laughs> like, it's funny. These people that like, it's like, oh, so you, so you, uh, it's like the type of person. I know who you like, beat up your girlfriend. There's <laughs> a guy that beat up his girlfriend. It's like, it's like, well, you fucking, you recycle, but you fucking lie to people. So or something, they think they're a good person or something, or they, they use like the proper nomenclature, but they also are like, but like, didn't you, weren't you accused of domestic violence? So it's like, okay, there are shades of being a good person. Situations are nuanced. Twitter is not the best place the to have this conversation. Right. Yeah. So I, I just look at that and I'm just kind of like, be careful because you're throwing a guy under the bus hard and what he did is like, yeah, we know now that certain things are not good, yeah. but who the fuck are you? Is that, that, that's like really what I want to say to a lot of people. Who the fuck do you think you are? Oh, it's, it, it we is. all have dirt. Ever. We can all be better and we all have dirt. That's really how you, Whenever any of these people uh, flag something and go and, and light them up, part of me goes, there's got to be a moment where they go, hold on. What have I said on podcast? Like, what have I done? Remember Larry Craig, the fucking politician? He was like the guy who was super anti-gay and then he like knee-tapped the guy under this urinal and yeah. you're like, all right, you God. went real hard. Can you imagine sucking someone's dick in a, in a, in a, in an airport terminal bathroom? I mean, do you I know mean, how horny you have to be? Pre-security or post-security? That was, that was, that was post-security. <laughs> Wasn't it? I don't know. That was post 9-11. Yeah. Can damn. you imagine how horny you have to be <laughs> what was it what was it did Atel have a joke that goes oh, i don't i don't want to put words in Atel's mouth it was about fucking kids versus cigarettes wow damn i already like where this is going though it it was it was the if if the need to fuck a child is equivalent to that of smoking a cigarette i get it <laughs> He goes, I'm sure there's pedophiles getting off planes going, I just got to fuck a kid real quick. That was a five-hour flight. <laughs> I think that was his premise. I'm talking wanna... to friends like, I, I know I should quit. But I it's... know I can quit. I just can't. I just I, I just feel like Jim Jeffries was, oh, well, I should probably, I think it might be a bit he's working on. I was like, well, he, Jim Jeffries said something brilliant to me privately. Let me share it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, some of those lines I heard, it's also like, Sometimes something really in a, something really offensive will make me giggle. Like that's just how it goes, you know. Like we're desensitized, yeah. but also it's harder for us. Like I've met Shane, I know Shane, so not well, but I know him well enough to be like, yeah, I think he was a nice guy, and I think yeah. he was, uh, you know, a funny guy. So when you know someone, you assume their intentions are not that, you know. Even if I heard someone, like I have friends who have said fucking horribly anti-Semitic shit to me, and I'm just kind of like. If their intentions are good, and yeah. I, I just will let them know usually like, well, it's kind of lazy take, you know? Like, if you're going to fucking, if you want to be a good comic, maybe have a good, so I think that's kind of my issue with it more than anything. Like, just don't be a fucking lazy, racism is lazy. It's, it's been, it's almost like being like, black people do this. So it's like, well, that's lazy. You're, yeah. you're being a lazy writer. You're generalizing, and generalizing is lazy for jokes. Yeah. So it's bad. If anything, it's bad for comedy, usually. 
I think I'm I I would argue yeah if that joke was better yeah I think more comics would have jumped to defend him of course I think I think it was I think well that's his that's his a lot of people's introduction to him that's a, that's what's really upsetting is his introduction could have been SNL and instead it's that yeah and 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 and, and I don't think I I don't I I try to defend I tr- I always try to defend podcasts because I've said things in podcasts where I've then been cut off and because I've been cut off I didn't get to finish my thought. And so it just looks like I had a ha- like I had a half baked take. Yeah, they're going to cut out from this podcast. Shane Gillis deserves a purple heart. That's all that's going to get cut out of this podcast, <laughs> dude. I fucked up one of my jokes this weekend in Kabo. It's a joke I have. This maybe the best joke I've ever written in my life, right? Yeah, because it really toes a line, and it's and it and I got to be honest with you, it's my favorite joke I've ever written. But I fucked it up bad. And in the fuck up, it's just racist. Fuck. And I was like, and I, and I, and there's no, there's nothing you can do in that moment. Like you just gotta go. Okay, I gotta. Like I fucked up. I put the the. Pacing, At what point did you realize you fucked it up? Uh, a third of the way into the joke. Damn. And I went, God damn it! This is why you don't smoke pot and get high to watch Dave Matthews, and then go, I'll just figure it out on stage because I'm fucking wasted. <laughs> and I fucking just was like. If someone videotaped this, I'm. It just. It's a bad. First of all, I got really upset. I go. If someone videotapes this and puts it online, then what? What bums me out is that is people's introduction to that joke, and then it ruins the real joke. Right. Because the real joke, the joke is great, but if you see that, then you already get. It really just sucks. It would fucking bum me out so much that that if someone grabbed that, posted online, and said Burt Kreischer, because you go. No, that I, that's not the joke. I fucked it. I was fucked. Up. I was high. I'm sorry. I fucked it up. Like, yeah, I get high sometimes and get on stage, and I shouldn't have. I know because of this. But man, it was it. I was like, holy fuck, man, that's a brand new level. Like, what if someone goes, like, pulls someone's act and goes, "This is he." I'm video, dude, because all anyone does is videotape now. Yeah. Well, do you? Do you think, in regards to the whole Shane thing, do you think he should not have even apologized, or do you think he had to? I would have apologized. I definitely would. Have. I think you should apologize yeah. if you're sorry. Oh yeah. I, by the way, there's. Stuff. You should, I don't like the forced apology. I think it sucks because when you sometimes I don't when think you, he apologized personally. I don't think he apologized properly. I agree. I think I, I, I think he genuinely was sorry. Here, here, here's my hot take. I think he's young. I think he was probably influenced by a bunch of older comics who are like, don't fucking say sorry. Don't fucking say sorry. Don't say sorry. Fuck it. Fuck it. And I think Lauren Michaels called him and said, hey, man, you got fucking five minutes to write an apology. Really? I th- I'm almost certain that's how that happened. I'm not official. But yeah, I think I think they pretty much called him and like, you better fucking apologize now. And I think he wrote an apology that was half-hearted. There was one Asian female comedian i don't know who she is who was fucking so funny i I wanted to retweet her because her her replies but now there's like implications if you retweet someone if you retweet her then you're like throwing him under the bus and you're like and then and i'm and by the way but i just i'm on like you said i'm on both sides of the fence like i I, what did she say do you remember oh it was so good because i guess he in his apology there was still a blue line where he was going to keep writing stuff like he just and she was like, please tell me you didn't write this in notes on your phone with a voice text 
with a sandwich in your hand. Please tell me your apology was crafted at a computer like an adult. That's fucking hilarious. It was so funny. I was like, I followed her. I was he like, also, but he also, yeah, you you have to, if you're going to do it, you have to do it. In a, I mean, I thought it was also funny that he posted, I got SNL. No one can take that away from me. I'm like, that's what they just did. They just took it away from you. What <laughs> are you talking everyone, about? That's what everyone replied this really? morning. <laughs> it's fucking, I mean, like, that, that's how you opened it. <laughs> no one can take that away from me. Oh no, they did. It's gone. But it was, it was, it was this one Asian chick. I was, I followed her. Cause I was like, God damn it. She's funny as fuck. She, there was no, you could tell she was obviously, you know, like that fuck. That was a lazy, t you know, whatever she was like, like the way we would be. Um, but maybe that's how you, maybe but that's even you get the people in the middle. I mean, it's so you get the people who are the super the woke, super woke people, and then you get the super like fuck that you can say whatever. So you get those two people, but then there's like the people in the middle who kind of want a reason to be on your side, yeah. but aren't sure. And then you write the apology the right way, and you kind of you get some of those people back. Yeah. There's a there are a ton of things I would legit apologize for. Yeah, and same. then there's things where I'd go, hey man, I can't apologize for that because it, clearly it's a joke, and and if you don't understand the idea and and i would hope that like comics would come to defend me on certain jokes i've made in the past right right you know that are on specials probably same i've that, same thing i've said shit that i'm like i wouldn't make that joke today and it's not because i'm like you just kind of change the person it doesn't dude, mean someone tried to buy comfortably dumb and i said no and i went they went what they're like wait i want to buy it and air it and i went no i'm not i'm i'm not, there's nothing i'm ashamed of on that but there's a lot of stuff i'm not proud of sure you know like where i go it's lazy writing it's me being young i remember just, seeing it. i thought you had a lot of good stories it's, a, it's good it's yeah. a great stuff yeah but like but still i just go like I'm, I'm i'm past all of that kind of that type of writing especially i'm i've grown past and now where i'm at i, I like what i'm doing so i wouldn't want someone to see that i personally and, and by the way it's not even nothing's offensive or cancelable in that obviously yeah. Comedy central aired it but like there are things where i wouldn't want that to be the representation of who i am today Dude, As a comic. I, in my special, I remember I have a I have a seven minute dead baby joke in my last special, and it's fucking really tasteless. And I and I think it's still funny. I think it's yeah. really, but it's a true story about a, the gator that ate the baby in Florida. Uh, and I do a seven minute bit on it because I got an, a woman walked out, and it was a whole thing. And it's funny because I'm like, I never check the comments, but I'm like, let me see what the comments are in here. And a lot of them are like, I hope he fucking dies, like fuck him. But then I'm also kind of like. But the writing's pretty good. You gotta at least give me the writing's pretty good here, you know? Yeah. So so I kind of look at that like, is that bit defensible? But then I, I defended it by being like, I'm making fun of more the woman who is outraged than I am the actual baby. And I was kind of just trying to poke her and fuck with her because, yeah. because I hate the idea of someone coming to a show. There are people that will, that's the thing is I think that the woke side doesn't understand is because they don't do the clubs the way we do. There are There is a certain type of person that we're talking about that they may not know who comes to the show and is looking to get fucking offended. So that's Ooh. who that's who we're talking about when we so this is a woman she, she really got up in the middle of the show and cuz I said this was this was a fucking brand new bit I tried. I just it was like 2 days after the baby got eaten at, at Disney and I just said I don't mean to come off like a gun nut but I think if that baby were armed he'd still be with us. And she walked out and she goes, she's like, fuck you. And she, and, and then, and I tried to pull her back into the room. So I said, hold on. Did you even watch the, the baby's funeral, which was on TV, which it obviously wasn't on TV, yeah. but I was just fucking with her at that point. And I said, the mother came on through tears, said, see you later alligator about her son. So out of that, she fucking writes a scathing email to the seller. And I was like, the, the seller is so cool. They just forwarded it to me. And they're like, this is the funniest email I've ever read. So the email became the bit. So I just yeah. had to go into that to do the bit, but the email became the bit. And 
am I really? So I look at the Shane thing where I'm like, I, I didn't even watch the video of him saying, because I don't want to see it. I just don't want to see the video. It. It's, I saw the video and and I, I'll be honest. It's uh, not good. No, it's not good. It's not good. And it's, it's, it's definitely not even funny. It's, it, 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 uh, it does. I mean, I, I, I can definitely, I definitely understood, uh, but it wasn't like, I, I didn't find it to be out. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you where I think personally, I think especially, you know, the people that you saw online, the woke community, predominantly Asian, um, def got upset. I think, I think because they felt like he was making fun of their dad or their mom who were like hardworking sure. immigrants in this country yes. who have been getting fucking kicked in the dick their whole fucking life. Well, don't you think it's going to be extra weird when Shane gets that thousand dollars a month from Andrew Yang? <laughs> <laughs> like it's, you know, I think when you talk about like, I think that's ultimately what it was. I, I remember. I agree. I, I remember totally hearing that. someone say that. Maybe I'm, I'm sure I'm repeating. But then to that, I would also. I mean, it's the, the problem is I usually am, I, I'm used to defending jokes. It's hard to defend podcasts. Like with a joke, yeah, I would it's say really hard. To you're making podcasts. the jokes about you, but with this, it's a it's a thing he said that it, it's from what I heard he wasn't trying to be funny. So I told I went back to the Gator thing because it was like, well, that was made for the for people's enjoyment that was made but, yeah, to but, mock but i would i would correctness. i would argue that everything everything i say on a podcast yeah. is a is a premise in in waiting like every like all, all everything i say in life i'm hoping it's funny i'm i'm never like going like i don't totally. really have like serious thoughts a bunch so like everything's hopefully i turn, hope it turns into a bit everything and and uh and so even stuff i've said on podcasts which i would i would I wouldn't defend all of it. I wouldn't defend half of it. But yeah. it is crazy when you go, like, I, I, in my head, I go, I'm sure they're hoping a bit shows up. Having being someone who's done a million podcasts, I could see that they were hoping a bit showed up. But yeah. it was just like, it just, and I think, I think ultimately, I think you know there was this, there was this really fucking warm blanket of obscurity when you're obscure. And you're just saying whatever you're just trying to get people to fucking pay attention at all, right? Like, I mean, you just like I mean, my, I named, I named. If you look at my, I, I don't know what special it is or whatever. I would title things. Let's talk about black people, hoping that people would want to be outraged, and then I'd convert them with laughter. It never worked. Isn't that also like so many of the premises we love, where you know, like. When they clap too much in the setup, I think that's why we like Bill Burr is because he kind of takes something provocative, but he does it in this honest way that it doesn't feel like he's baiting people. It feels like he really thinks this. And that I guess part of what annoys me is like, you know, I dealt with a lot of blowback for a rape joke in like 2013. Dude, I remember, I remember that. Holy That's fuck. a joke I wouldn't tell today. And it's not because I don't think it's a good joke. It's like the way you talk about comfortably dumb. It's like, I, I still, the joke was i said i was sleeping with a black girl and the whole time we were having sex she dropped the n-word the whole time we were sleeping together she was like no <laughs> and then i paused and i say you guys were scared i was going to say the n-word and then you're all like thank god it's a rape joke so i thought it made a, a yeah. good point kind yeah. of but it's just not worth it to me and no, now i i feel like i it's i've kind of it's not who i am as a person anymore or a comic but to me at the time you have less material and i it was a joke that would kill and it was kind of interesting to me but um i under i 
it, it was interesting because I'd see people kind of turn on me a little bit on Twitter and stuff. And but wait, what happened? That is, so, I remember this was like there's for people listening. There are things in our community that happen, and then you catch on to them like a month later as a comic, and someone's like, "Oh wait, you don't know what happened." And wasn't it? <sighs> yeah, I was at the cellar, uh, and this woman, the crowd just hated me and um <laughs> she really hated me and she wrote this hit piece on me i woke up to it one day and she wrote this just hit piece on me where i remember i emailed colin quinn about it for advice i was like what would you do in this situation i was like i'm i because I, I, I wrote a response and i said would you look at it and he said of course and he was so he's so cool about that stuff and, and he said i said do you think this is okay and he said yeah it's it's absolute i would post it because she took jokes of yours out of context she omitted punchlines on purpose i mean this is a hit piece she's trying to humiliate you and I think at the time I was just kind of, I was so, I didn't, I was like right before I started doing TV spots. So you, was, were, was, you were really young at I was the time. Young, I was young in life. I was young, not just in comedy, but in life. And I remember my mom was so upset by it all. Really? You know? Yeah. Cause I think on, on every side where it's like, I say the Shane thing, like nothing about it makes you feel good. That's kind of how I think she felt. And, um, but it was a joke that I thought, so, uh, yeah, I think I think it was a thing where she wrote this piece of me. I wrote a reply. Then it kind of blew up a little bit in our world, at least. And uh, it's funny. Some of the people that start defending you, you're like, well, I don't want to be defended for that reason. It's tough because you, you, they'll be like, you can joke about it, like whatever. And it's like, well, I'm not against. I am against lazy writing. That's like hack that people are just saying, like, you could say whatever. You should be somewhat responsible with jokes because you're a comic and this is your job. So, you know, have some respect for it. And I thought I was being, uh, there were two jokes in that set that she flipped out about. I did another joke where I said, my ex-girlfriend, you know, I, I never had to wear a condom with her because she was on the pill, Ambien. And, uh, you know, so there were two jokes she went nuts off in the piece. And I got to be honest, I looked at both of them in text and I was like, man, they're both pretty solid jokes. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but I, I mean, they're jokes you stop telling because you just grow out of them and you grow like that's the only way to grow as a comic is a dump material. But I was a young comic and people don't understand you're doing these open mics and you're doing these shitty shows and you're doing, you know, I wasn't really doing mics anymore at that point because I was at the cellar. But like you, you're doing the road and you're doing anything, you know, these rough bar shows where you're just getting people to like pay attention. So, yeah, sometimes you go for the shock laugh sometimes. And I definitely did it way. I'm way more thoughtful with jokes than I used to be because yeah. you just grow as a comic. You can be. And when you're younger, it's uh, Rogan. Uh, Rogan said one time, I think it was Rogan. It might have been me. I don't remember. I don't remember. But I remember having a conversation with him. And he said, it's funny when you first start doing comedy, it's like you have a toolbox and you're like, yes. you're like, oh, my God the nail's finally going in and you don't realize you're using a screwdriver to hit the nail in, but you're like, fuck it, that's what I got. And you just hit, you got a wrench and you're, the wrench works for everything. Yeah. It, it hammers, it wrenches, and then you get older and you're like, wait, I could just use this to wrench and then I can use the hammer and then you start getting more things in your toolbox and you're like, oh God. And then you look back, you're like, God, I built that house with a fucking, with pliers? I can't believe I, like now I know how to use pliers. But wasn't it, you wrote a response. She lost her. Didn't she like lose her mind? She wrote another piece to me. And then I was like, well, I, there's no, I mean, she wasn't using logic to me. It wasn't like the way she was kind of arguing just didn't really make sense to me. So I was kind of like, all right, I'm done. So there were people that were like, like Kurt Metzger was really jumping on board. Kurt is hilarious. This was, this was Kurt. This is the story I remember. Well, didn't, Kurt went nuts. And then Kurt said, this is so crazy. This woman, Kurt goes, this is, I, I don't know how to admit this, but she's a woman that Sam and I created for your amusement. 
which was a complete lie, but people were like, I remember, I think Lori Kilmartin wrote back, you guys are brilliant. Like, I can't believe you created someone this ridiculous. So oh, that really pissed her off. And that, and then she didn't, I think she, didn't she have a mental breakdown because she was like. No, I don't think so. I thought, I, that's what I heard is that people thought, everyone thought she was fake. And so everything she wrote, they no. thought you guys were right. I think it. he was just kind of trolling at that point. But then, oh, really? But then, uh, yeah, a lot of people jumped on. And it, it's funny. At first, these comics offend you. You're like, wow, what a good what a good guy to do that. And then you realize, like, oh, no, these other comics are mentally ill as well. And they just need <laughs> attention. You know? They just want to jump on the grenade for you. <laughs> these comics are mentally ill. Well, it's like, you know the guy who, like, you get in, like, a bar fight or some type of thing. And some guy, you're like, wow, that was really cool with him. But then he, like, keeps beating the person up too much. You're like, dude, I don't, like, you just like to fight, I think. Jesus the best, Christ. The best, <laughs> the best is... Because Lisa, Lisa Traeger had a very insightful thing that she wrote about Shane Gillis. Completely forgot that she had done, like, I mean, completely oblivious that this just happened to her, like, fucking that's hilarious. six months ago. But, but, that's, she, but that's, I think, also, like, you can grow as a human being, but also don't forget that we're all, none of us are infallible. We're all, we all fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's why I kind of don't like the. We all fuck up. Like when when Lisa said what she said, I was like, I was like, I was like, no, I I get it, I get it. You're trying to write jokes. You're you're trying to be outrageous. You're trying to be funny. Like I'll I'll stand by a comic trying to write a joke. But when you change immediately, it is a thing where you're like, well, you did do that. I yeah. saw you do that. Yeah, you just did that. Like you gotta. But what 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 she was? It's funny she came out and said some stuff, and then about this chain stuff. Yeah. And her point was accurate. I thought. I thought it was a little, I, I think it was maybe just don't, you know, like I think she's young and so she has an impulse to throw her thoughts online a lot. Whereas I just go, I'm not fucking, I'm out. I'm going to fucking spend time with my kids and go in the pool and get a beer. Exactly. And so, but her point was accurate. It's like, yo, just because you're a comic doesn't mean you're mentally stable or a good person. Like, th like there's a lot of comics that, you, and I think both of us agree that I know a lot of comics that are really bad people. Like, <laughs> And just because you're a comic, I'm not going to stand, like, I'll stand by your attempt at being funny, but there right. are some re, we were just having a conversation on the tour bus. We were talking about comics that are bad people. Yeah. Like me, we were going through a list of guys that like stay away from their bad people. I want this list. <laughs> it's fucking long. And then, yes. and then we were telling stories about why they're bad people, like sharing it. And it was just like getting like, fuck, you're like, holy fuck man so but but that like that's the other thing i think people forget is like i always defend people right, trying to write a joke i always defend it it's so hard to write a joke and, and, you, the, and you if miss. the intent is pure i think that's the thing is like shane's body of work is not big enough that people can be like well look at all the times he's tried to be fun but like when it's someone else and you see this body of work and this catalog they have you can kind of look back and say well they've tried they've been on the right the the point of view has always at least been an attempt at funny yeah and that counts for something i think yeah and i and i won't i any i just stand by anytime you're on a podcast i think your your intent is to always be funny and sometimes you miss or I've, interesting or I've something had, you know i've had people on here i've had i i wish i could share this totally i'll tell you who off off camera off sure. like i'll just have you bleep out their name um i'm covering my mouth because it's so fucking funny Okay. I like him, yeah. Ew. Maybe I'll take that back after this. <laughs> no, no, no. He's the best. He's the best. Yeah, no. He's I've... the best. One of my close friends, right? Yeah, yeah. I like him. Love him. Love yeah. him. Love him. <laughs> we do a three-hour podcast, drinking whiskey, fucking really just, 
is right when the Me Too things happen. And he just goes off and like, dude, fuck this, fuck that. Just really like, really has a hot live take where you're just like, no one's talking like this at this point, right? You're just like, I give it, I think we're just supposed to listen right now. And he's just fucking two guns ablazing about fucking everything about women. And we get done the podcast. Do you remember this? And he goes, all right, now let's edit it. I go, what? And he goes, well, are we going to edit that? Right. And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, I can't say all that shit. And I was like, no, we're going to air all of that. And he was like, oh God, I'll be fucking destroyed. We're editing all of that. And I was wow. like, yeah, <laughs> because some people I don't think are aware that they're being recorded that they're or that the the um, the intensity of with with which was this is delivered he sat God, with Austin for me. what three hours oh yeah i had yeah i had are you talking about uh yeah i had someone call me and say hey man did this guy just do your podcast i go yeah and he goes what did he talk about i told him and he goes can you do me a favor as your friend we not release that and i went yeah and you're just like because you're like he's he's spiraling i'm his friend he's in a bad place all those things i've had dude i've had so many fucking podcasts where you say a bunch of shit i always tell anyone i always tell you everything like if you want you call me if you want anything taken out i'll take it out because so you say shit like it does it doesn't happen on rogan's like you when you're on rogan's you are live that that is going out to the fucking world and, and you're fucking drunk and you're higher than you've ever been and you're talking with a legit alpha who's like who's got who's one of the smarter dudes i know who's got a take on everything and it's and it's like i remember joe, joe was the first person i ever heard say i think i'm gonna stop saying the word faggot and i went yeah. really this is dude this is like 10 years ago He's like, yeah, I just, he goes, I think it's lazy. I think it's lazy. And it- that's what I'm saying about, about those, like the generalizing, you know, there's certain words that like you could even, I say fuck too much. Even I think I say you, fuck way too much, but like even on stage, I'm like, man, I could probably pull this joke off without saying that. I say bitch nonstop. Do you? I put bitch. That's in, your N word. That's <laughs> so funny. That's what Jesus said this weekend. Really? He's like, you use bitch the way Chappelle uses the M word. And I went really, but like, yeah. And so. I always say, if you ever want anything taken out, I, I remember I've said stuff on Bobby Kelly's podcast back when when no one was listening to podcasts. I remember calling Bobby. I called him so much about this one dude. thing. I said, dude, <laughs> you call me one more time and I put it in. That's the only thing I show for the whole fucking show. Of course, I'll edit it out. Jesus fucking Christ, Bert. But uh, yeah, I, it, it's, it's crazy. I think ISIS could win if they yeah. came in and they were like, they they did a dirty bomb to our internet infrastructure. And they were like, and then they just did a, took over all televisions. And they were like, all right, this is ISIS. And by, by the way, I'm sure I'm, sure I'm going to get cancel cultured for this accent I'm about to do. <laughs> this is ISIS. Just uh, do a British accent. Yeah, this is, hello. <laughs> hello. This is ISIS. There we go. <laughs> it's very good to meet you. Hey, uh, we bring it back to three channels. No internet. Hey, you're welcome. Hey, check out Muhammad, though. He's not a bad guy, you know? Yeah. Hey, no more women driving. Traffic is going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> you know what that is? You know what's interesting? Uh, first off, I'm in New <laughs> How York. How great so would traffic be if we just made it illegal for women to I drive? Can't, I can't even say. I can't. I'm a New Yorker. I can barely drive, dude. I'm like, I, I just had a girl drive me over here, and she was way better than I am. So I can't even. You can't drive? I'm, I've been in a car with people, and they're like, pull over. 
Oh my god! I remember Joe List and I did a did like a road trip. We did a casino run in like 2011, and he, he I get in the car with him, and I was like, "Just so you know, and we're doing a road. There's like 30 hours of driving throughout the yeah. week, casino to casino." And I said, "Just so you know, I'm not a great uh, driver." He's like, "How bad?" I was like, "Turns are a problem for me." <laughs> And he's like, what are you talking? So I'm on the highway. He's like, wow, you're really fucking bad. So like, I he drove, I'd say like 27 hours and 50 minutes. I drove maybe, no, I probably drove like 40 minutes total the whole trip. <laughs> he was so mad at me. And uh, yeah, I, I'm so bad, dude. I don't know. It's it's a problem. Um, spam risk, man. I'm getting a lot of spam risk calls. I lately. I'm, thinking, I'm thinking I'm changing my number. I saved my ex-girlfriend a spam risk in my phone. Just still, I'm like, I won't pick up. Do you know what I used to do? I used <laughs> to put all my friends as famous people. Yeah. So they'd be like, it would come up and be, Tom Cruise is calling. I'd be like, do you know Tom Cruise? I go, yeah. I go, hang on. Hey, let me call you back. <laughs> it was my buddy Lorenzo. I do that to, I do that to everyone. Uh, the one I was thinking of is I used to put hot women and as on my thing, and it would be a guy. And so it would be, a, I think it was, I don't know if it was, oh, uh, Cameron Diaz. It was Cameron yeah. Diaz, and I'd go, hang on, Cameron Diaz is calling. I'm like, you know Cameron Diaz? I go, trust me, when she's not using her stage voice, she is not as hot. <laughs> and I go, hello, and she's like, hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love the silliness of comedy. I wish people would just go, I wish you could weigh it. I think people that get outraged shouldn't be allowed to get comedy anymore at all. They shouldn't get any comedy. They don't get to get it. You get banned? You get banned, spectator? blackballed from comedy, where you're like, we're like, we go in and we take anything you find. You don't get humor in life anymore. I think it's funny with the Shane thing is how it's so much bigger. Like so many people that are angry don't even watch SNL. You're like, oh, I'm furious. I'm like, well, you're not going to watch anyway. You're just like, you want to be angry. Yeah. <laughs> you're angry for what it represents more than anything. But I wonder what, like, I, you know, like we know some of the SNL people. I'm curious what they think. I'm, I'm sure that most of them are like, whatever, but I bet, I'm I sure bet, some are pissed. I bet some are pissed. I bet they're, I mean, I don't know anything about SNL. I don't even know what type of guy works on that show. Yeah. Meaning like, I don't know, like are the writers like in their twenties or in they, are they still like 50 year old dudes who have been there for years? I don't know anything about the, the, the I, st I still haven't watched the clips that just like those, those clips always just upset me. What the Shane one. Yeah. They, they upset me like on every, it. it's, it's, it's one of the things it's hard to, it's hard to defend because it's not, it's not, a joke and it's just conversation and it's just, yeah it's it's not and i and i really do think there is a there was a way for him to i, I do think i don't think he was going to do it i think he's too close with the the legion of skanks guys to like where where it's like you never bend at the knee you know that that like luis j gomez i love that luis is getting like luis loves this shit he loves it too much i remember years ago luis is so loyal i remember years ago we were working this horrible club called cbs and uh the it was like before any of us were at the cellar so it was like kind of my crew of comics would be like you know it was it'd be lewis and mark normand and uh dan soda worked there and stuff and uh god this guy wayne Rada, do you know him i know wayne he yeah, ran I know wayne he ran it so many great wayne stories because wayne would just steal money from us it was insane he would just <laughs> he would just be like all right tonight's a ten dollar spot and we're like mathematically there's no way you're stealing money from us and he'd be like he was abusive i remember mark norman and i would be whispering in the back of the room and he'd turn around and go shut up shut the fuck up and we'd be like ah and then he'd be like i'm so sorry shots everyone shots he'd be like, all right. so he was this abusive guy but he also was so charming yeah that you kind of like were like all right and then anyway yeah he'd be like guarding the door lewis would be like 
<laughs> fucking someone in the bathroom and he'd just be like standing outside this big gay guy just standing and i'd be like can i use the bathroom he's like lewis is having sex in there you can uh you can go in uh shortly <laughs> I'd be like this is the he was so proud to like be like guarding the door and then anyway wayne uh so many great wayne stories like he repped this great comic adrian i Pellucci, who i love and I adrian, he repped her back in the day at new faces and uh anyway after her set he, he was a manager, so he would just stand up and he just started a slow clap. And everyone's like, no, we're not doing that. No one's doing that for anyone. Like, she's great, but come on. So How do I know? Why, why, pull, you know Adrian? I know Adrian. We're speaking of great jokes. Can I tell you my, one of my favorite jokes ever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, my boyfriend threatened to kill himself. And I was like, great. Now I can't kill myself or people are going to think we were in love. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. That's fucking. She's a great. She's like a dark, great joke writer. Adrian. I feel like everyone, every comic at the cellar like loves her, I feel uh, like. Uh, she just taped something for Netflix, The uh, Degenerates. How come I? You would love her. You, she'd be one of your favorites, I think. But uh, yeah, Wayne. So anyway, the story I guess I was getting at, I'm dancing around, but Lewis, Mark Norman's on stage. I'm in the back. Mark's getting heckled nonstop. <laughs> and, and no one does anything. It's just one of the things where Mark's just having to deal with this guy who's just fucking... Hassle and Mark's said all the witty lines you can say. You know, you get a few lines in, but then it's like, oh, now I'm a guy just ruining my set. Yeah. And Lewis is like, oh, I just see him getting like worked up. And he's like, oh, oh. And then he grabs the guy and he goes, outside now, you fucking pussy, in front of the guy's girlfriend. The guy's like, all right. So he goes outside and I follow Lewis. I want to see what's going to happen. So Lewis, in front of the guy's girlfriend, goes, pussy. And the guy's like, ah. He just like backs <laughs> down completely. And I just watch this guy shrivel up in front of his girlfriend. And Lewis just, I've never seen a guy just emasculated like that in my life. And, and, and then the guy just shriveled away and walked away. And I was like, that was kind of incredible that, that a know, guy just has your back that hard. Oh, Lewis is, Lewis is a, Lewis is a special type of person. Yeah. He dude, that, you know, that the his New, heart is big. The New York times was at a taping of Legion of Skanks last night. No, they weren't. They sent a New York times. Who was it? I have no idea. Jason Zinneman. And I know I, they sent a New York times correspondent to, to, cover legion do you realize that is that is bigger than a netflix special for those guys that them being they are labeled the most offensive podcast in the world and to have the new york times qualify a moniker they established nine years ago and go this is officially offensive they're like we have made it that is it's so bizarre they don't even realize they're New York Times should just, if they want to upset them, ignore them. It's so fucking comical that and apparently all the, the whole episode, they just couldn't get the streaming up. So they, they were just fighting over nothing. <laughs> it's just so fucking. The New York Times, it really is. Uh, I think Nick Mullen posted something. Nick's Twitter is like the best. And he just posted something along the lines of when they posted about uh, Shane Gillis. He wrote, you sold a war in Iraq. <laughs> like what a fucking amazing response to, to them being like, he said racist stuff. You sold a war. <laughs> um, some Rob Schneider's thought uh, thing was saying that he felt bad for Shane. He thinks that, you know, I don't know what, I don't know. I'm not going to paraphrase it because I'm going to fuck it up. Yeah. But. Making slurs. <laughs> making slurs. <laughs> and someone posted a picture of Rob in complete yellow, like dresses an Asian person, oh, dresses no. a Mexican, dresses a woman, like in every, but 
some woman was like, weren't you the, per-? by the way, it's a woman with a man's picture in her profile. She's like, weren't you the person that took out a page saying you weren't working with Mel Gibson? And Robbie Sander goes, I did that as a joke. You should definitely do some research before you tweet. And this woman got fucking annihilated online. Like wow. she was like, oh my God, I was, I was in the at mentions on Twitter for Rob Schneider's post. And it's been a long fucking day. I think Mel Gibson is absolutely an anti-Semite as, and I'm like, I still love lethal weapon. I'm not going to deny yeah. that. But I mean, I, I remember when I have him like, Oh, he, you're just the drunk guy who goes to like, fuck the Jew. Like, you know, that type of drunk. I don't understand. I don't understand how people, I know this is a very naive thing to say, but I don't understand how people don't like Jews. I don't understand, like, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> like, I don't understand, like, what I don't know what you're catching that you're not liking. Like, yeah, it's usually what I say at the end of a relationship. I don't know why you had to make this about Jews. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I think. Um, no, I heard a story about Mel Gibson from a film guy who said he went out drinking with him once on the set of a movie, and I said. Was he anti-Semite? He said he was great for the whole set of the movie. And then we went out drinking one night and he just turned to me and he goes, who do you think benefited from 9-11 more than the Jews? And I was like, that is but fucking, why, but why that is, is that, like high level. Uh, that is like that your mind is thinking that way. I can't even, by the way, I can't even. I've but that's this. a type of drunk. You know that type of drunk I'm talking about. That they're yeah. like, they, they, they turn into that provocative where they're like, I'm not racist. I'm just, kind of, I can't ask a question. You're like, what's well, kind of a fucked up question? By the way, I'm, I'm such a simple-minded person. I don't know how you would benefit from 9-11. I mean, what, <sighs> building contracts to rebuild it? Like, I don't know. Cleanup crews? I don't like, I, I don't understand. I think because of, uh, because of the war in the Middle East after that. I think because. I would, I would assume that wealthy texas uh, uh military defense companies military companies would be, i don't like see i don't i just don't understand like like i can I, I'm, by the way i'm about to defend racism <laughs> i can't understand when you say when you say stuff like uh um like like a certain certain religions where they where they look down on women and, and i can understand people going like i don't think that i'm that's fucked up yeah. I, and then and then you're saying it about a group of people but you're saying it like i can understand when things are culturally but i, I don't when you look at someone you're like you're culturally backward yeah and yeah like yeah. when when they go like when they talk about sharia, sharia law and by the way i don't even know what i'm talking about but mm -hmm. sharia law where women get to get beaten and I, like i watched a video of this guy literally saying uh, this is how you hit a woman and, I, and and culturally i go no i can see how you can go oh i that's fucked up yeah, of course. And you can say that about a group of people that believe it's okay to hit your wife and that there's levels of hitting your wife. I understand that. And I, I'm speaking about the Middle East in general right now, and I know Israel. Like, I heard a Jewish person the other day say to me, this is horrible, just fucking lit up on the Israelis. And yeah. I was like, I go, aren't you guys exactly the same? And they're like, no. Yeah. And they're like, we, are, we have nothing to do with the Israelis. There's yeah. nothing... And I was like, what? well, people hate the prime minister, you know, uh, I, I was talking to a guy who is, who served in the military with him and he was just going off. He's like, that guy fucking sold out so hard. Like, you know, really? I, I think they have a lot of anger towards him right now. I think he's like, do they look at him as like the Trump of the, of Israel? What? Wait, I just, I don't know enough about it to really like take a deep dive in it, but that's what I've gathered from like, it. I, you know? Like I, this sounds like I'm defending myself. This sounds like I'm over defending that I'm so racist. I'm trying to pit myself out of a thing. <laughs> but like I, 
I could never I don't think understand. anyone would call you racist. I, I don't think oh, you even... Talk to Tom Segura. No, really? No, Segura does it as a joke, and it, and our fans do it as a joke. It's not funny. Mackie like, gets I, mad. I do that to Mackie, and he gets fucking furious. Dude, he, I posted a tweet the other... I do a fake text app about Mackie, and yeah. some of them are real and some aren't, and I understand that's probably fucked up to do to someone. I do that, by the way, I do that with Ari. Really? Yeah, I do it and post them online if things already texted me. On 9-11, I posted that Mackie wrote to me. Um, it was something like, uh, oh my God. 9-11 was an inside job. And I wrote back, Joe, that's so fucked up. And then I just had him respond, BRB, I'm horny. Like I just I just write like nonsense. And he gets he gets pissed because people respond, if this is really how Joe feels, unfollowed. <laughs> I'm like, I think it's hilarious, but it's, it's kind of fucked Tom, up. Tom does it to me and, uh, and our fans do it as a joke. And I, I think... It's funny who does it. Like they're always like the softest, youngest white chick. Like they just think it's like like they don't. They maybe never have experienced racism, so they're just like ah, person biggest fattest racist comic in the world. And so, but what happened is my Netflix special. I guarantee you this was a hemorrhage to me fans. My Netflix special aired, and they would write it in the comments. You're such a racist, and then new fans would come in and go, "He's not racist. I just watched the special." So funny, and it's it's it is funny. It is funny as comics, but when you think about how many people probably like checked me out and then saw that I was in the comments that fans were calling me racist as a joke, but didn't get the joke, that just were like, you know what, fuck that guy. And I know, yeah, that's bad. it's it, it. I hate. I really, I really, and genuinely don't like it. Yeah, and I th and because you don't like something, that makes it stick around longer. Like people go, oh, he really doesn't like it. I'm gonna lean in harder. Yeah. And like my, I mean my my publicist my agent my manager they said that we have a real problem i don't know what you're doing online but a lot of people are calling you racist and we need to get it to stop and i went tom segura is doing it as a joke and they're like well you need to ask him to stop i go it doesn't work like that guys <laughs> i was like you can't you you just gotta let it go everything you know about friendship it's yeah. the opposite in comedy yeah i mean yeah. we had a, we had a conversation where i was explaining we were talking about reparations and tom just had our fans cut it up to make it sound like i just hated black people and 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 it makes people laugh. And you're, you're like, my job is a comedian. That's it. It's I'm a comedian. I can't go sit there and go, I'm not running for politics. I'm not running for office. I'm just putting out content so people have a great day. And I hope that those people get the joke and come see me do comedy. That's it. I'm not, I don't need to sell out stadiums. I just need to sell some tickets and pay my mortgage. That's it. And so you just, it's like, it's like a war of attrition. You're like, I may be losing a lot of new fans who don't get the joke. But I'm, I have a core of fans that get the joke and go, oh, no, no, he actually is not racist at all. It's a joke. But it's, it is, I was doing it to Ari when Ari got banned off Twitter. I was, I had Isla's phone and I had Isla changed her number to Ari Shafir, but written in Israel, in, uh, in uh, Hebrew. I had Ari's name written in Hebrew and, or I know, I forget, I didn't have Ari's name. I had the word repentant. It written in or something like that in hebrew and i he kept posting apologies for being offensive I, i'm so sorry i've cro across the line this is too much i bet everyone knew that wasn't him uh not everyone really not everyone's like i can't picture ari ever apologizing unfollow ari i i you've changed and i was i was like oh so i had to stop because i was like wow i don't want Ari to lose fans because i'm think it's funny but i mean I, he would do it to me in a fucking heartbeat right but yeah that but if you asked him to stop, he'd probably stop. Yeah, maybe. I think. I think once you're like, hey, could you? I, he's, he's not a. He's not a. He's. Uh, he, I, he's. I, he's after the joke, but he's not a dick. I told Tom to stop with the fucking racist shit, and Tom's like, yeah, yeah, sure, wink. <laughs> and he was just, and but see, because Tom doesn't care about anything. Like yeah. he really, him and Bill Burr 
do not care about anything. Yeah. They just, they're like purists in the sense they're like, yeah, we're comics. This is what we do for a living. Like, that's a healthy way to look at it. And you and you have to be like I'm just a comic. But they're right? also they're also both doing great, so that also helps. Like it's it, when yeah. you when when your career is struggling, is it, it's harder because you're just unsure of not just your career, but of kind of who you are as a comic. So I th- I think they've been validated by the the fan base and by you know. But Bill's got legit backlash for jokes, and I remember calling him or not calling him. I think I saw him at the store. Which ones in particular? Was the it? one with Caitlyn Jenner. I was on Conan with him the day he did that. Oh, for real? I followed him on Conan. Yeah, and uh, I thought it was an incredible bit. I thought it it's was such. A great a, I thought bit. it was such a kind of sensitive take on it. Did you see the? He road? said, "Give me a minute." I thought that was such an honest take. Yeah, you can't. Why? And you know, it's like he got backlash for saying whatever happened about evidence, ladies. And everyone's like, "You can't say that." But I think also that was a setup. Like, if you actually listen to the bit, yeah. he's saying, "I believe almost all of you." It's just there are some people that you don't believe. I mean, that was actually, if anything, another really kind of fair he's, take. He's I, just and and but I remember saying to him like, "Going like, hey man, uh, how you doing?" And he goes, "About what?" Like real defiant. And I go, well, "I don't know. I, I heard you were getting some people got upset about that." And he goes, "Who?" I said, "I don't know." He goes, "No, who? Tell me who they are. Was it your neighbor?" I went no, and he goes, "Was it was it you?" I said, "No, I thought it was funny." He goes, "Yeah, you thought it was funny? I thought it was funny too." I was like, "Yeah," and he goes, "Who are they, Bert? They're not real. Who are they? Yeah. They're not real. If you don't pay attention to them, they go away." And I went, "Wow!" And he's lived his career that way. Tom's the same way. Tom said what he said about all the things that happened in his last special. I don't want to reiterate. By the way, I'm such a good. I was on him. Conan with him um, when he did that too. That was the other, I, I've been I've been on the controversial Conan episodes with Tom defended the new orleans thing as well yeah yeah and he just sold out four theaters in new orleans the next week and he's like nah because he doubled down he doubled down and he made it if i think you're right that if if you're not that in the wrong and you double down it shows a comfort it shows a comfortability in who you are i told tom i said that's what you should call your next special doubling down (laughs) it's a good name for a special i can't think of fucking one for mine i'm like what do you think what i'm That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> I don't know. It's I such a creepy it. sound to yeah. make to someone. Psst. Shh. Psst. <laughs> don't share this. <laughs> um, uh, can I tell you, this is, I'm sure I'm going to get cancel culture for this. Mm-hmm. But uh, You started a lot of sentences with that, and, and I think you're fine. I think. No, but. But I, I like what, I'm, I'm curious what you're going to say. I, like I saw things. bits and pieces of the roast with Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. And I was a little bothered by it. Really? Yeah, because. I don't think I've watched a row since Geraldo died. I, I I just I was like I was like so wait so I I was like you you're sending you're sending out a lot of mixed messages about the way to like you can't joke, joke about transgender people like I, I'm I'm you're it's it just well isn't like, the thing at the roast anything goes isn't anything it whole- goes yeah but like I didn't like like the way that Caitlin was like like. She was almost like a drunk Courtney Love. Like, I, and by the way, I didn't see the whole thing, so I'm sure that I just, whatever clip I saw was like, ugh. And but it was just like, fucking bring it, bitches. And you're just like, I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, I was like, I don't know. Should we treat you with respect? While like, we're at it, we're gonna have to scrub like every roast battle clip if they ever want to be on anything because we all went so hard in those things. I thought that was the point. I thought yeah. that was the point, and then. You know, this really funny comic, Scott Chaplin, missed out on like a really lucrative opportunity because someone saw that. What was it? What was his joke? 
I don't remember his joke. I mean, it was a lot. He was really good at it. And then also he took such a, this is the fucked up thing to me is he took such a beating about his dad being dead and about his sister being a stripper. And then he takes this beating for that set after set, you know, and then, you know, he fired back, but they were just, they were, I thought that was clear that you were making jokes. Wait, what was, ha- what happened? I don't remember the joke. It was a, probably a number of jokes, but I think he, he got this opportunity in Montreal that would have been really lucrative and it was, he worked in a slaughterhouse. I mean, you know, it would have really helped him out and they pulled it because they saw those clips of him. So when we talk about th- people, people losing jobs, I think there's this woke side that is like, that's not true, but that's, that would have changed his life. So I, and he works in a slaughterhouse. I mean, could you? I mean, it's like he's got to be the next great novelist now or something. I mean, that's dude. I, you know, if I could go back and fucking re- rework my history, I would have never gotten a job at Barnes and Noble. I would have gotten a job in a slaughterhouse, getting a job in a fucking getting a, oh, like just real like it made your story better. Make oh, I worked in a slaughterhouse. What a fucking yeah. I mean, he's a really funny guy. It, it's just you know. That the most battle clips are pretty crazy. I I don't yeah I don't, I could never do roast battle. It hurts my feelings too easily. <laughs> I think you just got to go in with. I think I see now. You just got to go in with the intentions of just being like on the same page as the other person. Be like, let's make this really good TV and make it really fun. Yeah, I remember I did a thing for crashing with Mateo. They cut it out, Mateo Lane, and he was like, I'm nervous, and I was like. I'll tell you all the jokes before if you want. I'm not going to say anything that's like really going to hurt you in any yeah. way, you know? And he was like, all right. And we did. And I was like, he was like, oh, these are like funny. I was like, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to have fun with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had a joke on me that made me laugh so hard about something about like how something like uh, Sam is really into basketball and you can tell because uh, his dad left and he he's not funny and his career is going to end in the 30s. <laughs> dad left. <laughs> I love when I get a good burn. I don't know. That's a good one. Sarah Tiana said something to me that I thought was really funny once. So she was like, Sam's, uh, <laughs> Sam laughs at his own jokes, which, you know, makes sense because it always looks like his eyebrows are clapping. <laughs> like, Sarah like Tiana's great. She's good at the roast, man. She's like, really good. But I, I just like jokes that are like uh, thoughtful and funny. I don't know. I, like you almost feel like, like, like when someone burns you the right way. I remember right when I had a breakup with a comic, Atel was watching my set. And he, I come outside the cellar and he said, are you all right? And I said, yeah, I'm all right. And he goes, well, with you two broken up, who are you going to take to the South by Southwest square dance? <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, he like cares enough to think of a great burn on me. You know, he probably didn't think that hard, but like, just, it's almost like their way of being like nice. You know, it's like, they care enough to, it's like Jeff Ross always says, you roast the ones you love, you know, it's like. Yeah, I, I except on Comedy Central, it's just like a gig, but you know. Yeah, except on Comedy Central, is that really the one I love? Let's get Blake Griffin. Let's get uh, <laughs> Blake Griffin. Blake, Blake Griffin killed. Yeah, I'm sure he's a funny dude. He killed. That was the one. That was the one joke I saw. It was about daddy issues or whatever, and I was just like, it just seemed very real. <laughs> he's uh, he just seems like a cool dude. He seems like a really cool dude. He's and he, he was funny as fuck. I met him in Montreal and he was so nice. Really? I'm a huge basketball fan, I so I was hey, geeking out a little bit. Do you know what documentary I saw last night on Which 30 one? by 30? Which one? The one on Rodman. Dude, I'm dying to see it. It is so good. You don't realize what a real fuck. I didn't realize he went to college at like 24. Did he really? I didn't know that. He was like 23, 24 going into college. He didn't get into the pros. He was a grown up going to the pros. I think with the Pistons. I think he was molested. 
Yeah. I think, so. I mean, it just seems, because he's got a real, atta- like almost like a like a real fantasy attachment to childhood. Or at least they, at least they portrayed it like that. Like he was on the, on the Pistons and like he had, ne- he'd go to, go to the bars and get a glass of milk and play video games. <laughs> and you're like, do you know how what? fucking scary that is? Like you go oh. to a bar with someone like Dennis Rodman and he orders milk. That just Dude. makes, that just makes the legend of him even more bad. Cause he was, I saw on the bad boy Pistons 30 for 30. They were like, he played like he was running from something. I'm like, fuck, that's heavy. Dude. He was, they, you forget how much he changed the landscape of sports personality. Yeah. Like overnight. He was a cross-dresser in the 90s. Dude. That's insane. He was, he when he played for the Spurs, I remember distinctly going, that's my guy. Because I was like, blonde head, like insane that all of a sudden, and you know where he got that idea? Yeah. Uh, for dyeing his hair? Where? Uh, Wesley Snipes in uh, Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Good movie. He was like Rob Schneider. <laughs> Rob Schneider. Yeah. Rob but Schneider is fucking. You forget how. You know, I heard Rob Schneider on WTF. He is fucking. You forget he's a comic. Yeah. Because he's been in so many movies. He's such like a Sandler guy. Yeah. So I think sometimes you attach this like, like Sandler Rat Pack kind of thing with him. You forget he is a fuck. Same with Spade. I yeah. think people sleep on how funny Spade is. I love Spade. I'm a, I was always a big Spade fan. And he's got such a lazy way of doing comedy where it's like he's barely, you know, like, oh. He's dry. He's just he's, funny. Oh, he's fucking great. Yeah, he, uh, Rodman was like, there was almost like the theater of the way he was, you know, where it's like he's the, he was kind of like, he embraced the heel role, but like like the way Goldust does in like WWF, you yeah. know, where you're like, this guy's like kind of wants to be the bad guy, but in a way that you want to root for him. Yeah, it was kind of cool. I loved Rodman, and I. By the way, I I didn't realize I didn't realize like I remember him getting a bunch of backlash. I didn't realize that he had worn it a lot of it. <laughs> like, yeah. Had, Do you hear the story about Rodman? Because you know he was, I guess, married to Carmen Electra in the '90s, which like good for you. That's fucking, that's crazy. Fuck but yeah. the rumor is that it was either her, and he, you know, fuck Madonna and everything. But the rumor is that it was one of them walked in on him with two chicks, and his line holding two chicks was, "They fell out of the ceiling." <laughs> which is the best fucking like to think of a fucking joke like that's like a sitcom line yeah that's like a that's like a line charlie sheen would say on like two and a half men or something can i tell you my favorite thing about carmen electra tell me her real name is tara patrick (laughs) so the porn star tara patrick gave her porn name as carmen electra's real name wow how fucking beautifully poetic is that that makes me like tara patrick who is by the way i said to dr drew one time i said you know I think if I had like a month to live, they were like, you have a month to live. I, I think my wife should let me go out and fuck all the porn stars I want to fuck. And Who's then, at the top of the list? Uh, Christy Mack. I don't know who that is. She's the one that got uh, got assaulted by War Machine. Oh, that's Remember horrible. that she yeah, got fuck. beat up really yeah. bad, but I've always found her really sexy. You know what's crazy is War Machine is he got SNL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, l- let me think. This is my list of porn stars I would fuck. Um, definitely Christy Mack. Uh, definitely Tara. I probably go older. I, I, I think know. I would surprise everyone. I and think go I, I thought older. I knew the older ones, but I don't know them. Tara Patrick. Uh, um, who's the one married to Jesse James? She was fucking beautiful. Um, is that like the so, so your bucket list? Like your your list of women to bang, or they're all porn stars? 
Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I I don't think I'd I have any interest in going pedestrian. If I'm like, I don't want to figure <laughs> someone's body out. Like, <laughs> I just would rather some rather have a pro come in and figure mine out. True. In five minutes, that's not, not a bad idea. I don't know if I would like. Uh, there, there's some really like like Bonnie Rotten. Bonnie Rotten. I guess I, think, I don't know as many porn stars. Bonnie Rotten's real. I find Bonnie Rotten sexy. There's one that I was obsessed with. Do you remember her name? There was one that I was so obsessed with i was like not like not like but like i this sounds so silly i followed her i think when snapchat was a thing i followed her on snapchat and i was obsessed with her life like it was like cool to follow she like stopped doing porn and was just hanging out and i was like oh that's like i'm glad she's getting past it and and like but she's still you can like tell you're getting older when you're like rooting for her to turn it around yeah I was like, she was a dj she made jewelry and she was, and I was That's like, so great. and I was, and then if she Good wanted to her. sell something, she'd show her pussy and be like, what do you guys want to buy this? Dude, I remember, so this one, I had this porn bit that got from my special that got a lot of shares. So a lot of porn stars were sharing it. It was kind oh. of pro porn. The joke is I'd say, you know, I find porn to be less offensive than women's magazines because at least porn is body positive. There's fat and old porn. There's no fat and old Cosmo. Like every women's magazine yeah. is like, had to shed that last 10 pounds, but porn is like, you're perfect. And we have a category for you right here. So <laughs> you're not fat in porn. You're a big, beautiful woman. You're not old. You're mature. You're not covered in semen. You're getting a facial. So that was the joke. <laughs> yeah. And it got so many shares that I was kind of like, this is kind of hilarious. I guess it, I didn't think of it as a pro porn bit. I was just trying to like crack a joke. Yeah. And then this porn star, Adriana Chechik. Okay. It. She's fucking awesome. Yeah. She's awesome. So she shared it. She is awesome. I didn't know she was until weirdly Lisa Traeger was like, talking about her like two nights before this happened lisa was like my favorite porn star is adriana Chechik. dude this girl's gonna blow up because someone just emailed me and said hey man i was talking about this uh lisa ann porn star yeah of course. and i was like bro which i don't know if she she's realizes like, she's like the lenny bruce yeah i go i don't think she realizes it but like she got more press than people that had books coming out she was just trying to sell tickets at a fucking strip club in levittown wow and and she was so on the on the scene that I was like for my next special, I was thinking about hiring a porn star to just go do press for me. And she's hire, on hire porn stars. She's done, she's done a lot of stuff. I was like, man. I was like, what if I got like ten porn stars, right? Yeah. Say, hey guys, you're my marketing team. I'd like you to go do radio for me in Tampa, Fort Lauderdale, DC, Philly, and then get them, get them all. They all have talking points. They all have bits of mine from the special that they can do, and just send them all to go do press for me, right, on the same day. So you really spike your numbers. That's pretty funny. I might do it. I might do it. I legit might do it. It's going to cost an arm and a fucking leg. But I'm, I was thinking about it. It would just be funny. They go, in here. Burt Kreischer couldn't make it. So he, he sent in Adrian Chechet. Hey, Adrian. And, it's and, not a bad idea. And you just say say to my radio friends, just, hey, just keep mentioning that my special's on Netflix. And just and talk then, about whatever? Yeah. And so, and they can do whatever the fuck they want. I'm going to fly the porn stars out. I'll put them up. I'll pay them. And then they go and do press for me. And they got to do press, like legit press. Hour on Cowhead. They're going to go do the run. They're going to do morning TV. Like, and so. Um, That's interesting. And, and it's it's not a bad idea. It, of like, It's going to get you press. Boots on the, yeah. And then just be like, yeah. And then I'll be at home Instagramming it. I wasn't able to get out for press today. It's been really busy. But I've got my team, my, my street team out there. And so you cut a video together of them all promoting. And that's pretty damn it would good. Be funny. It'd be funny. I'm, you, I'm, know, you know what freaked me out a little bit? Cause I followed Adriana Chechik on Twitter because she posted the bit and I was like, Oh, so let me follow her. And then you, I, I don't, she's, I think the only porn star I follow. So I was 
I'd be like in the store. You forget that they just post videos of them sucking dick. So I'd be in like line at Dwayne Reed or whatever. And I'd just be like scrolling through like, you know, whatever jokes. And then I just yeah. see like her taking two cocks and be like, this is like too early in the day. Like you don't want to look at that shit in like public, you know? Dude, she, this guy hit me up. And he was like, hey man, I don't, I, I don't remember what his exact words were. Uh, he hit me up and he said, hey, I work for Evil Angel. Um, I think Lisanne's great, but I think you should really check out Adriana Chechik. She's fun. She's funny. She's if you're looking for someone to do press for you, she's the girl. And yeah. so he's like, he's like, hey, here's a login and password for Evil Angel. Check her out. In my head, I thought I was going to see like some funny Instagram. I don't know what I thought. Man, she fucks like a champ. Really? I I said a joke about her last week. I was like, she's got beautiful fucking. I saw her swapping come with another chick, Jesus like Christ. back and forth, and I was like, I don't I don't think I've ever seen this. Like, <laughs> but she is fucking hot i might put up my all what's the matter oh that's her twitter i told you it's a lot right she's beautiful though she's very pretty. i like I, I, maybe i gotta i gotta get my my all-star list of porn stars and radio stations to send them to wow that's and, a smart idea yeah i mean it's really and then i just um, give them the machine story and they gotta they like, do their own version yeah, of it. They do their own version of the machine, and then just say that it happened to them. When I was twenty-two, I got involved with the Russian mafia. Here's how it happened. That's all you got to say, and then fuck that bitch. This is Russia. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I don't know, but it may not be technically on brand, but I know it would be. I know my buddies would like it. Maybe I'll just reach out to all my radio stations and go, "Hey, if I could send one representative to represent me for my special, who would it be?" And they just pick one, and I just pay that person to go. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. I. I get caught up in marketing ideas um too much i think i don't know i mean that was a creative one at least yeah but i but it's like it's like i should be writing like this last month i had off the whole month practically and i didn't realize how much i had turned off my comedy brain because i was just doing podcasts and thinking of videos to shoot and then when i got back on the road i was like i literally this weekend was like oh i'm it was very nice to shut off comedy for a month and then turn it back on and go, oh, you, you know when you get an in rote and you're like, I feel like I'm just repeating the same fucking 20 jokes. I hate it. Dude, I, it, sometimes when you turn your brain off, though, it's almost like putting your brain on like airplane mode. And it's like, you know, you get all these text messages that just pop up one. Bum, sometimes yeah. the bitch just pour out. Sometimes I'm in a funk for a while and I'm just like, why can't I think any jokes? And then just one day it's like just oozing out. And you're like, that's the fucking Dude, best. Spin class today, I'm telling you. I had this, I had this great joke about Priscilla. That it was a I, that I'd told on a pool one time about Priscilla, my dog is the big one, and it got a big laugh in the pool. And then when I brought her on stage, it didn't work. It didn't work because the joke was it was Priscilla saying it didn't make sense totally because it was it had it happened to her. And then we got this puppy, and I went, I'm in class today, and I'm going, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my fucking god, like all of a sudden. It was like when you untangle a chain and yes. you just go, oh, everything's coming out. Everything's coming out. And I was like, I was so excited. And I'm like, to hit up Rogan, I was like, hey, can I get on tonight's show? Or actually, he hit me up. And I was like, oh, this works out perfectly. I have a fucking bit. I would love to fucking run tonight. The problem with it, problem with my bits now is that it only, sometimes what I'll do is I'll plant, the, plant a seed really early in the act and then harvest it later as a callback. But it's, it's really confusing. But like, so if you plant a seed of a of like 
like say I say I say uh, my daughter is this 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 and this or my cat is this this and this. Then later in the act, you can get to have the cat come in and everyone's like, oh, I know that cat. I met him earlier in the act. It's I, but so it doesn't work when you're at the store and you're like only got 15 minutes. I'm always very like comics like you or Ari. I'm very kind of fascinated by how you guys do. I mean, so much of it must be the road though. You just figure because you you I. I don't know if I've ever seen you with a bit that didn't feel like done to me because I don't think I've seen you. I've only seen you do long sets, I think. For the oh, most they're part. all, they're none of them. I mean, I'm, I feel like none of them are done. And I feel like some of them are overdone. Like I feel- My like, jokes are like, for the, I have some bits that are a little longer now and some stories, but I'm usually just jokes. So it's usually like, oh, that didn't work. You know, I did, that's that. I, my big thing for me, I had this epiphany watching Burr one night and I was like, God, man, and it's like he never stops growing. Like, and I, I, I have the the luck, the blessing in life to be able to reach out to him and say, Hey, man, I'm curious about how you. It's like the coolest thing in the fucking world because you know wide receivers don't do that. You know, opposing. They were talking about uh, Robin's rebounding skills and how he never worked on it, it was something natural. And then they broke down the way he saw rebounding, and you're like, Wow. He would never share, why would he ever share that with anybody? But with comics, we all share these things and we're blessed enough to be able to reach out and go, I said to Burrow, I was like, yo, what was the, why'd you do this in that special? And he was like, you know, I always want to change it up. I always want to figure something out. If I don't have that in that act and I see someone else doing it, I'll go, I'm going to try to figure out how would I do something like that? And like, he was talking about act outs and he was like, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't an act like out Like a helicopter guy. bit? No, he's talking about uh, when he adopted two kids one from the diamond mind and one from uh i forget the other one and he's like and he just goes and he's in the middle of a bit and he just leans down and he goes listen you gotta clean your room buddy that's the deal you know i got you from the sweat factory and that's part of the deal is we got you and he goes no no i know the other one scares the fuck out of me too i don't he don't know enough rules for that one and but he's doing the conversation one-sided and it was so funny because it forced me to put the words into the kids and I was like, what were you? And he goes, I don't know. I just didn't have any act outs. And I thought, you know, I don't want to just be up there ranting. And I want, I want to grow. I want to challenge myself with every special. I want to do something different. One's in black and white. One's in, I want one to feel like a rock spot. And you're just like sitting there going like, holy shit. And then I, and that's at that moment, I went, all right, I can't do that shit anymore. I got to try to grow and try to do something new every time. And so now, now I'm like, like my last one, I want to say everything was about tags like I love, I love a good tag. Yeah, I love a good tag. What I want to add to my special right now, what I'm dying to add to my special, which I do not have, but I'm looking for incessantly, is what Ralphie used to do. Ralphie was so fucking good at hammering a joke from every angle until it was perfectly round. Like he got a fat piece of steel, and he'd just be like, "Pong, pong, pong." Right. Do you ever hear his medium dick joke? No. Ah. Bitches say they want big dick. You don't want big dick, ladies. It was it was it was a pacing thing. It was a black comic pacing thing. You don't want big dick, ladies. Big dick, have your pussy looking like a horse's lips reaching for a sugar cube. You don't want big dick, late like. And he'd do his. Yeah. He'd write nine jokes for one premise, or and and he just and I want one of those. I want I want something where I just hammer a joke. I, I would love Gaffigan that. Gaffigan is kind of so good at that to me you know like, Gaffigan's 
amazing. It, where he like he does that new bit in his new special about the horses, and it's like an eight minute. Oh bit yeah, of horses, where like yeah, he's so good at that. Just hammer it from every fucking angle. Yeah, I tried to do it this week about sex with my wife. Sex with my wife is like a restaurant that only serves two meals. Sex with my wife is like, and then I was like, it sounds like I'm doing a Ralphie bit. I was like, okay, and but that's part of the you know one of the things that these people these people those people how long have you been married 15 years wow yeah that's that's real yeah that's a fucking human life you're living a real human life yeah i know that's cool but uh but yeah and so so the part of the thing i i gotta do now is go or i don't obviously i don't want it to sound like ralphie but i need to find my way to hammer a joke like it and that's part of the growth part of it is going uh, like you know, one of the things I did in this that I'm doing now is like I liked what Norm does. Like, man walks into a bar, and I was like, I want to do one of those. Like, to challenge yourself to try to write. Like, Stanhope's one that started. He goes, I called him. He goes, What are you doing? He goes, I'm writing knock knock jokes. Yeah, I think we talked about this yeah. last time. I love that. I, yeah, I, I think love it's, that. Yeah, it is. I just love classic jokes, man. I love classic jokes. But that then also, a, but I think you also just like what you're saying about Burr about growing is like you want to just always grow. So for me, I kind of like the idea of exploring stories and stuff because that's too. not what I do. I like, you know, I love, I want to do both, but I just want to, you want to have every skill. We're talking about having every skill, you know? Yeah, I think so. I think it's cool when a comic like Jim Jeffries is like great at social commentary and stuff, but he's also a great storyteller. And then I'll just do like a bit. I kind of, I kind of like that. I like a bit. I yeah. love a bit. Love a bit. I love when people don't expect that you're a, you can do a bit. Like I love that when I write a bit, people go, "Oh, is that a joke that you just put in your act?" And you're right. like, "Yeah." But your early stuff was kind of like that. 100%. Yeah. 100%. It was bit and it was but it was bit, but I think the growth that I've had is very derivative. Whereas now I'm inspired by someone and I go, "Well, I need something similar to that or I need something that that kind of like is different than what I'm doing." Back then it was just like, "Oh, this is how David Tell would write a joke." You know what right. cops hate when you touch their faces? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I like to do when I get put in the back of a cop car? Pretend it's a taxi. Take a left here. Take a, you're going the wrong way. I'm not paying for this. Hey, do you get to keep this thing, or do you do you, do you have to wash it, or do they wash it for you? He's the I'm, he's so fucking funny. Yeah. By the way, those are my jokes, but just they I just took out David Tell. I know it's. Like, I love talking to old man. Oh, oh, you know what we used to do back in college? Back, I, I, I had a joke that was, I have a joke in my act right now that is so a tell, that's so a tell. Uh, and and I swear to God, if I'm not paying attention, I will say it like a tell. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but I kind of love that he's that. Are you that, at the store tonight? No, I was there on Sunday night. And no, what am I tonight? I'm doing a spot at Comedy and Magic Club tonight. Ooh. I just have never been there. I want to try. Oh, it's, it's great. It's yeah, great. I just I'd never been there, so I just wanted to give it a shot. And then tomorrow I'm running an hour at Dynasty Typewriter. Oh, I think I heard about that. It should be fun. Uh, what time? Eight. Oh, maybe I'll stop by. That'd be amazing. Yeah, maybe I'll stop. Maybe I'll, I'll see what. I know we have to catch a flight tomorrow night, but maybe we'll hop down there and have a few drinks and then head out to the airport. Maybe I'll have my first drink with you. Oh, I, like <laughs> I got a, I got a red eye that night too at LAX. Oh, for real? Back yeah. to New York? No, I'm going to Toronto for JFL. Okay. Oh, is oh nice. Yeah, oh, is that, yeah, those are fun as fuck. I think it'll be fun. I kind of wish I was. I really wish it was in basketball season. I want to go to a Raptors game. Yeah, 
Wait, uh, how do the Nets Nick, Knicks neck Knicks? Knicks look bad? I'm I'm a here's the thing. I'm a diehard Knicks fan, but like they'll, they'll be they're young. They'll be all right. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm just so pumped for basketball season, dude. I I love it. So. I want to go to a basketball game this year, dude. Be so fun. Yeah, it's the basketball best. games are fun. Baseball games are fun. Yeah, the Rams games are pretty fun. I'm not gonna. I have season tickets this year. I'm not gonna be able to go to one game. Really? Yeah, I'm touring the entire fucking time. That's hilarious. That sucks. I can't go to one fucking game. Yeah, football's not really for comics because of our schedule. It does. It doesn't work. But basketball, basketball man, and baseball totally work for comics. We went to a comics. We went to a Yankees game. It was like I me, saw that Norman, on, Ari, I saw that. Liz. It was like the seller, uh, Pete Lee. It was just like a, it was a fun crew of Phil Mackey. It was, it was it was a fun crew of uh, comics, and we're in the bleachers, and we're just fucking. <sighs> maybe I'm gonna come. In, maybe I'll come to New York and live in New York in December. That'd be dude. December's probably my favorite month in New York. You know why? You got to do seller spots. The New York in December, the seller in New York in December is like, it's magical. I it's, might come out. I have to write a new hour before my next tour. You should, you should know what you should do is you should work out in like the fat black or something. Yeah. Cause that's like the work. That's where like Quinn works out and stuff. I might do that. I might go out to New York for a chunk. Cause I think New York's a little, it's really fun. LA is a really hard place to work out material. Cause that's, it's, I feel that here. Cause you know what? I'll do spots and I get excited. Like I even did this show hot tub last night. I'm like, wow, there's like the coolest, hottest crowd. But it's like 10 minutes and you feel like you're like, damn, I wish I had more time. Yeah. And and the store is such a showcase room now. And, and if you're Rogan or Burr, you can definitely work out. But, but if you're, you're me, like that too. You could still work out. I, mean, I work out. I'll work out, but I sneak it in. Like, I don't think people know that I'm working things out because I'll sprinkle it in with like stuff that works. And then the new stuff I'll like, but, but in New York, I would love to just go and spend like a week in December out there. December in New York is amazing. Just do fucking like six spots a night. Just da, 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 da. It's the best. I love my life in New York. Do you guys, I'm really jealous of you guys. Like, cause you, you guys all seem that you're just starting this journey. <laughs> it feels that way. It, it feels like, Funny, that, like, I feel like I've been doing it a while, but you're right. We're fucking still kind of new. I mean, I, I look at everyone out in New York and I get like excited for all the shit that you guys haven't done yet. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it makes you want to work. It makes you want to, you know, I don't know. It makes you want to step on, step on the gas a little bit. Because sometimes you get you forget to be present. You So much of this gigs, like I was in Sacramento all weekend. You're in this depressing-ass hotel, and the shows are great. But, like, you're in this weird hotel, and you're just like, this is going slowly. <laughs> you know, you remember those days where you're just like, what the fuck am I doing? I texted, uh, I emailed Doug Stanhope one night yeah. in Sacramento at Laughs Unlimited. And I said, so is this it? <laughs> I was this like, I, I mean, I just thought there would be more to it. Like, I'm not saying, I'm, like, I'm not shitting on it, but like, is this all I can expect from it? And he wrote back, oh, baby girl, it's called the quickening. Damn. Enjoy it. <laughs> this is all there is to it. If you don't enjoy this, you won't enjoy the other part of it. That's true. And I, I mean, went, yeah, I was like, I was like, oh. It, yeah i was there the first night i was there thursday the some, some the fire alarm went off so i didn't even get to finish my set it was like 20 minutes so i was like come on man i was so hungry to get the crowd was so good i was like let me just fucking get on so it was such a bummer but uh the rest of the weekend was, it's a great club the yeah punchline oh, i love the it. fucking best i used to do laughs unlimited dude that sucked dick was that it's the urban room it's still right? around it's urban room now but it was urban room then too by the way but it was but i don't think they'd really figured out urban at that time in comedy they would just it would just predominantly that that word's gonna get us in trouble in like eight years where we're just like that's just the word I thought that we're on the wrong side of history yeah 
I don't know. Well, I'm going to release this one this week. Uh, cool. I'm going to release it Friday. We got one coming out Wednesday. But I was Ooh. like, you know, I, I like there's no reason on sitting on. I've, I have so many podcasts loaded that of people that need it to come out time sensitive. Sure. But I was like, if I do one with you, I just want to release it. I don't awesome. want to fucking. Um, I want to. I want to put out more content. What uh, What do you have coming up? Any tour dates? Yeah, I'm in Toronto this weekend. I'm at uh, Acme in Minneapolis, October third through fifth. All my all my. So you're in Toronto this. What What day? I believe it's the nineteenth through the twenty third. Oh, great! So if you're hearing that and you're in Toronto, you know what you're doing tonight. Although the website is so confusing, I don't know what's going on because I've been hit up by so many people. Like, is it sold out? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I don't know what's going on. It's a good feeling when people go, "Are you shows? Your shows are all sold out." And then you're like, <gasps> and then you go check the website. You're like, "No, you just don't know how to use the internet, <laughs> fucking asshole." I just yeah, I have dates on my site, and I have, I've been doing this basketball podcast with Stavros Halkius from Cumtown, who's like the most funny guy. One of my favorite podcast names ever is Cumtown. It's insane. Well, we were doing this podcast called Pod Don't Lie, and we just talk hoops, and but we go into like such graphic detail of like greatest like infidelity all-stars like the greatest cheaters of all time we do like the, the, we did an episode recently with alex english this really funny gay comic and he he breaks down which is which coaches he'd want to fuck by division and why and it's like it made me he made me laugh so hard on it it's just fun <laughs> it's just fun to do so everything's been fun lately you know just gotta like try hopefully i tape a new hour and then by the end of the year so well, dude, you know I love you. I think you're you're one of me my too, favorites. Man. I could do a podcast with you every single day. I, it's I'm being so, serious. You're so anytime, easy to talk to. Anytime you're out here, just fucking. I'm going to annoy you. I'm going to take it. No, please, it. dude. It's <laughs> and I think I personally think that uh, you know the way Joe put us all over by like he just liked us and it was easy to talk to him. And I mean, I might I maybe have done like thirty podcasts with him, you know, because back in the day, I I feel like that needs to happen more with guys like me and Tom, where where I go, I should put out two a week and just. We do, you know, you, you have your tentpole ones of people like Gaffigan and Nick. You have stuff to promote, and these come out time sensitive. But you can also just have your friends on and go, and we're just gonna hang and bullshit for a fucking, you know? Yeah, this is fun for a couple hours. I think it's been two hours. Damn. Fuck yeah. Well, dude, uh, everyone go see him in Toronto. And uh, oh, and check I out post the, a lot of shit on Instagram. Or just on your my Instagram's name. fucking awesome. Thanks, man. Your Instagram's awesome. You're one of the best joke writers in the business. Thanks. One dude. of the best comics in the business. And uh, and hopefully we'll make it out to T Dynasty Typewriter That'd be fun. on Wednesday. And we can have your first drink. <laughs> awesome, man. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.